Superhero Stuff You Should Know is part of the Greenlit Podcast Network. Hey, this is Ben from Superhero Stuff You Should Know, and I have an important announcement for you guys. At the end of every single episode of Superhero Stuff You Should Know, you might hear a shout out to our fans, one of whom is Matt Herring, who was one of the original Superhouse fans. He's always given us his support, and now it's time that we support him. Uh, we've just recently found out that Matt has been diagnosed with stage 4 colon cancer. And as a cancer survivor myself, I know personally that there's a lot of emotional and financial strain that comes into that. Uh, his wife, Kelly, has set up a GoFundMe account at gofundme.com slash f slash Matthew hyphen kicks hyphen cancer 039s hyphen butt. Uh, and hopefully you can help reduce the financial strain to that as well as some of the emotional strain that comes with that. Again, that's gofundme.com slash F slash Matthew dash kicks dash cancer 039S dash butt. Matt Herring was the first, I guess you could say, true Superhouse fan. We were Superhouse at that time. You know, the first fan of this podcast and what we do here and um, has always supported us, talked about us, and um, he's from a town close to where I'm from, and uh, so we share that as well, and just a huge superhero fan, and, you know, nerd like the rest of us, and now he's going through that, and uh, if you could donate just at least any amount of money to that link that Ben just said, that would be truly appreciated just hang in there matt you'll beat this thing soon why have we been called to the watchtower well bruce it seems that i've found a small baggie of some sort of herbal supplement in young barry's quarters of the hall of justice i believe it's time that we have a little sit down intervention with him you can just say weed, Clark. But okay, let's go and visit him. I don't like that slang, Bruce. We're gonna call it wacky tabacky. You do you, I'll call it what it is. Alrighty, let's find young Barry and have a chat. Very well. Barry, we have something to talk to you about. Uh, what? Young man, I, Superman, the Man of Steel, come to you asking what is this it's fucking weed man great scott did you hear that bruce he admitted to it i don't need to be the world's greatest detective to know what it is it's that wacky tobacco man there i knew it not you too i'm afraid i'm just so ashamed at you barry you're supposed to represent a higher quality of hero here in the Justice League. It's not gonna like slow me down, if that's what you're thinking. It's not performance enhancing. It's already slowing down your speech. What? Actually, he always talks like that. And to be fair, he does have a point. I mean, given his metabolism, he is gonna be able to process the weed a lot faster than any of us. I gotta smoke like a fucking shitload to get to this level, man. So, and I'm gonna be normal in like five minutes, so. Oh, that and the language too. It's just the image I'm concerned about, Barry. What kind of example are we setting for the children of America? I mean, if you save people but smoke weed, are you going to worry about the person smoking weed or they actually save somebody, man? I mean, you ever thought about that? Open your mind a little bit, dude. You know, I'm used to being the bad cop, but 
he does also have another good point. There's a lot of good points here, Clark. You have to consider this. I'm not considering anything. I'm worried about the weed, damn it. Oh, my goodness, you've made me curse. It's not that bad, Clark. It's like legal in Central City or wherever I live. That's true. In fact, I don't even bother with weed dealers these days. It's not even really a crime. When If there's a mugger versus a weed dealer, I don't even care about the weed dealer. As a detective, I also really respect your opinion bat so i think i think we're i think we're uh you know we agree on this detective recognizes detective game recognizes game clark i'm still stuck on the d word i just said martha would be so disappointed in me <laughs> why did you say that name hey man why did you have to do that he does this every time man well you know i refer to her as martha not as mother I think that maybe Batman, I think, I think you need some weed too, man. Well, it's a slow day in Gotham, so give me a hit of that. Good Lord, I can't believe what I'm seeing. Two members of the Justice League abusing narcotics in my sight. You think it's just been two members? You know about Aquaman, right? No, not Arthur. What do you mean not Arthur? He's been doing this longer than me. Actually, he's right. I mean, Aquaman is older than Flash, so he would be using it. He would be the more experienced. I mean, whenever you said, my man, you never really got it, the uh, overall vibe that he was uh, under the influence. Clark. I suppose the tattoos and the long, dreaded hair should have given it away. I didn't want to profile him. To be fair, Clark, you used to have long hair. That's true. Hey, it was the 90s. Maybe I'll grow back that sweet mullet. So, uh, am I, like, still in trouble or what? He's A-OK -okay in my book, Clark. Batman's getting high as shit, I think. I may be disappointed, but it seems I'm outnumbered. Maybe this old Boy Scout needs to loosen up his britches a little bit. Take the stick out of my butt. Here, let me get a hit of that, Barry. You might need some special stuff since, uh, you know, you're Kryptonian, but of course I have just the thing. It's a crypto weed, man. Yes, I may have given Barry some supply of my own. He has an alarming amount of kryptonite. You know what? At this point, I don't even care that he knows. I don't even know why I wear this suit sometimes. I mean, I, maybe I should just go to therapy. It would be a lot easier. Wow. We made a breakthrough here, Clark. Seems like you could do the same. All right, I'm taking the hit. <laughs> Poor Superman, you got some weak-ass lungs, dude. And welcome to another edition of Superhero Stuff You Should Know. It is I, the man who knows too much about the Justice League this time. And with me are... Man, guess who's here, everybody? It is I, Andrew. Welcome, friends, dear listeners out there. It's great to be here. Zach? And it's me, Zach Brown. I gotta say, I'm excited to uh, talk about something other than Batman versus Superman <laughs> at this point. I feel like that's all we've talked about, so now we can uh, we can spread our wings and fly a little bit. You love that's that true. Lex, though. 
So uh, you're sad to see him impressions. No, no more pee pee jars, you know. I'm not going to know what to do with myself. I know. Oh, oh man. man. Well, think, we'll yeah. find something. Yeah, we've only for all our 2021 episodes of Zach, we've mainly been talking about Batman versus Superman. So now we finally get to talk about Justice League over here. Justice but League, not Justice League, but Justice League, because at okay. the time of this release, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Had, uh, well, at the time of this release, Je Zack Snyder's Justice League is out by the time you guys are listening to this. However, uh, not at the right time of this recording. So if you haven't caught up and watched all four hours of Zack Snyder's movie, that's okay. We won't have any spoilers because we don't know anything to spoil. Right? Give now. us a weak bumper, man, so we can watch <laughs> this shit at least. <laughs> <laughs> it's four hours and then to dive into all the stuff. Like, it's going to take some preparation. But instead, I thought we would hold you guys over for something about the history of Justice League, their origins across comics and media, and how they came together, in sort of in the vein of our deep dive into Robin's origins when it was his 80th anniversary last year. So keep in mind, this won't be the origin of every single Justice League team ever. This is just the origin of how the first Justice League formed across comic book history and some of the adaptations. The Super Friends in the 70s. <laughs> Funny enough, Super <laughs> Friends never actually covered how they came together. They already what? started out... Yep, there's no. It's they're not going to be in this episode that much. They didn't care about origins for a while, dude. Like, they they didn't. Yeah, I don't they think they care about right origins till 2005 or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like from now on, everyone's just like, you got to set these people up in terms of their origin story. I'm like, not necessarily. Where do they come from? <laughs> Where like are that, they going? Like Superman's kind of the exception in terms of the fact that there were a few panels about Krypton and how he landed, and then after two pages, it's like, all right, let's get going, Superman. But Batman didn't have an origin until a few issues in, you know, the you know, you'll find out what happened with the Justice League, but their first appearance is not an origin story. They're already the Justice League in their first appearance. So, uh, going further into this, we're mainly going to cover main continuity as well as major adaptations in this. So we won't be covering a lot of Elseworlds. So while I did consider putting them in here, you know, we're not going to cover Justice League the New Frontier, even though I do like that interpretation. Uh, we're not going to cover Justice League Gods and Monsters. We will probably do our own episodes on those takes eventually, but this is purely the original Justice League team, how they formed across different continuities. Do uh, Batman and Superman that. always hate each other in the beginning? Every time. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't. Okay. All right. Just wondering. Yeah, yes, yes. They look um, at each other and then they're like, perhaps we are the world's finest. <laughs> 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 then they shake hands. Maybe. That's touch each other's butts and then fucking fly off together. <laughs> we didn't need Martha. We just needed that part. <laughs> we just needed that. So, yeah. Uh, let's go a little bit into how Justice League came together in real life, though. They slap so, each other's dongs together. <laughs> that's not how the Justice League came together in real life. <laughs> that's just <laughs> what I like to think. So, yeah. <laughs> Especially Cavill. Yes. Uh, 1940s is when we have this golden age of superheroes. So 1938 is Superman. 1939 is Batman. 1940, suddenly everybody's coming out. Jar Jay Garrick, Flash, the Alan Scott Green Lantern, Wildcat, and everything. And DC decided to team all of them up into the Justice Society of America uh, in 1940. And they were the sort of the first major superhero team in comic book history. That was the Silver Age. Again, the Flash at this point was not the popular image of the Flash. It was the Jay Garrick Flash with the sort of Hermes helmet with the lightning bolts on the side of it. Yeah. Uh, Alan Scott Green Lantern had the cape and everything. He did not ha even have the weakness, you know, the ring weakness to wood 
the oath was different. Like, there were a lot of different things. Around the 1950s, that's when they decided to revamp everything into the Silver Age. So now the Flash is the Barry Allen Flash with the skin-tight red suit. Now Green Lantern is the Hal Jordan Green Lantern with, uh, you know, more of an outfit, less of a cape type of thing. And they decided, hey, let's redo the Justice Society of America. So this idea came from DC editor Julius Swartz, a.k.a. Julie Swartz. And he's like, let's reintroduce the Justice Society of America. But there was a very popular sports team in the Major League Baseball's National League and American League. And he decided to change the name because of baseball from Justice Society of America to Justice League of America. Wow, okay. Did not know that. So it's because of baseball that we are. It's called the Justice League. Okay. So, the technically the first writer on Justice League, he's kind of the creator, even though Julie Swartz is the one who came up with the idea. Is uh, the writer is Gardner Fox. Now Gardner Fox is the first writer who wrote uh, Batman using a battering. He's the creator of the battering. Holy in shit! Comics, About yeah. what year was that? Do you know offhand? Nineteen thirty-nine. Oh, okay. still the same year as, as when huh. Batman first shows up. Okay. Uh, he was the one who wrote, you know, Batman fighting off against the vampire, the monk, in comics, in Detective Comics 31. So Gardner Fox is who they turn to, and they decide to debut the Justice League in The Brave and the Bold, number 28, and the story is called Starro the Conqueror. And here it is right for you guys. You've got five members of the Justice League fighting a giant-ass starfish named Starro. <laughs> this is That's really well-liked. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 there's rumor that it's going to be the villain in Suicide Squad. Potentially. That would be an interesting twist that we get the, Starro in Suicide Squad as opposed to Justice League. The gun one, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, as yeah. you can see, we got Martian Manhunter, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Green Lantern, and The Flash. Superman and Batman are not on the cover, even though they are in the story. Uh, but they're not on the cover. They're fighting this giant-ass starfish. The art here is done by Mike Sikowski. Uh, Murphy Anderson and Jack Adler and the writer still is Gardner Fox. However, as I talked about earlier, this is not an origin story. They're already the Justice League in the beginning. So I'm not even really going to talk that much about Star Wars the Conqueror because it's not necessarily relevant to our purposes. It's the first appearance, but it's not the origin. They did not have an origin story for the Justice League until two years later in 1962's Justice League of America number nine, still written by Gardner Fox, with art by Mike Zikowski, inks by Bernard Sachs, and it was literally called The Origin of the Justice League. So uh, it's kind of done as a framing story where it's the third anniversary of the Justice League, and they team up for the special occasion, and they team up to clean up their headquarters. So it's literally panels of them doing chores. <laughs> Excitement Let us get together. <laughs> you do the towels, Flash. I'll do the, the kitchen as Green Lantern. I'll do the Swiffer, says Batman. So, uh, when the fuck is a Roomba going to be created, says Martian Manhunter. <laughs> so uh, this is the first Justice League headquarters, which is neither the Hall of Justice, nor the Watchtower. It was called, do you guys know what it was called? Mm. The uh, Clean Your Room Parlor. <laughs> Atoria. <laughs> Zach? I have no idea. You said it's not the Hall of Justice and it's not the Watchtower. Nope. Um, oh. I don't know. No idea. It, it was called, and this is very creative, the Secret Sanctuary. That's all it was called. Oh, okay. It was the Secret Sanctuary. It's located in a mountain in Happy Harbor. There's actually reference to this in the Young Justice TV show. In the Young Justice TV show, they have Red Tornado look out for the uh, you you know the Young Justice recruits 
in their old sanctuary in Happy Harbor. This is the sanctuary. They're staring true to the original uh, Silver Age comics of Justice League. Uh, so at this point, you've got the main Justice League, the main seven members, as I talked about earlier, are <clears throat> Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, the Hal Jordan Green Lantern, the Barry Allen Flash, and the Martian Manhunter. Uh, at this point, though, they have two other members. Uh, one of those is Green Arrow, naturally, but the other member is Snapper Car. <laughs> now, Snapper you guys know Car? Who Snapper Car is, yeah. Sounds like. Is he related uh, to Scoot? <laughs> sounds <laughs> no, he's sounds like a shitty transformer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Car is spelled C A R R. So he's basically the Jimmy Olsen of the Justice League. He he's not a superhero. He's kind of their team mascot. He is uh, rescued during the Star of the Conqueror storyline. So he is kind of the the kid audience type of thing for you know the proxy for the audience at this point. And he's like, so wait, it's the third anniversary. How did the Justice League come together? And so they all decide to sit down because, you know, there's no alien invasion today. Well, I'll and tell you a story and make it up right now. Because <laughs> I do not remember. <laughs> <laughs> they were all too drunk. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, Martian Manhunter <laughs> is the first one, however, because Martian Manhunter in canon was the first one, not to get drunk, but the first one to... Um, find out that there was a threat coming. Okay. So, as Detective John Jones, he hears, quote-unquote, a queer police report. That is the literal words. Doesn't that mean in. that, okay, guys? Doesn't mean that. It means strange at the time. Yeah. Um, he comes across this whole street where people have been turned into stone by a giant stone monster. <laughs> so he's like, all right, it's just another checks day out. in my life here on Earth. Yeah, it <laughs> just checks out. <laughs> so, so far, reads, so good. He reads the, the stone monster's minds and finds out that it is one out of seven invaders coming from the planet Apalax. Uh, and they're all sort of used, or they're using Earth as their own battleground. And there are seven Apalaxians. They've all taken on a certain element or certain form. So you've got one that takes on liquid mercury. You've got another one that takes on glass. And they're all trying to fight for domination. And to do that, they convert humans into their element. So that's why the stone monster is turning other people into stone. That's why, you know, the mercury element is going to turn other people into liquid. Like, and then they're going to all fight it out. So they're basically just going to use Earth as the battleground and not care about any innocent lives. And Martian Manhunter is like, well, i got to stop this. And so he fights the stone monster. And each Appalachian, because there's conveniently seven Appalachians and seven superheroes, each Indeed. one gets to fight a superhero. So... We got Aquaman fighting uh, fish, uh, not fish, but the, the glass monster that's turning his fish into glass. We got Wonder Woman on Paradise Island, because it wasn't called Themyscira at the time. Uh, it's called Paradise Island, uh, where she encounters liquid mercury, and she has to evaporate it with a lasso. Green Lantern fights another monster that's conveniently yellow, so he can't just use his <laughs> ring. Curses. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Fucking yellow again. <laughs> uh, and then the Barry Allen Flash has to go up against fire. And so they all so, defeat. Uh, by the way, Robin Robin could not. Well, he had like yellow highlights in his suit, right? He couldn't. He <laughs> Robin couldn't, could, couldn't, could take down uh, Green Lantern at this time. He could he take down. Well, I mean, the look, they even did that in All Star Batman and Robin. <laughs> Is that what happened? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, well, they even paint the whole room yellow and themselves to take down Green Lantern and all-star Batman and Robin. I was one time asked, would Batman ever wear a yellow suit? And I was thinking, like, maybe if he was, like, hiding, uh, you know, in a fucking field of wheat. <laughs> I don't know what the I fuck. I mean, there's, there's the... Some way to hide in yellow. 
the Silver Age Batman had a whole bunch of yeah. comics that I mean suits that were different colors. I think that'd be that an excellent works. like challenge as a writer to make that work. Then I now challenge you to there do was, this. They already did that in Tom King. Uh, oh, I think fuck. it was Tom King, but uh, it was one where Batman. They were trying to explain why he wore a rainbow suit. Okay, all right. Uh, mm-hmm. And it was a time where, in his explanation, Dick Grayson was injured. I think, or this might have been actually in the actual comic in terms of why he did this. But Robin was injured. Dick Grayson was famously injured, and when Robin was out there, he would have the same injury, and everyone would be able, be able to put two and two together. So Batman deliberately dresses up in this garish costume. So that everyone's looking at him instead of noticing Robin's injury. That's <laughs> so awesome. he's kind of using the uh, Robin, you know, Robin's <laughs> main purpose to wear bright colors. Uh, he's using that. <laughs> he's using that uh, in order to to help Dick Grayson out. So that's kind of cool. What you usually do for me, I'm going to do for wow. you. Just <laughs> do one for time. you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just just once. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of trample on their own logic there a little bit, yeah, but a that's cool. Bit, yeah. I like that though. And yeah. if you wore a yellow suit to fuck with Green Lantern <laughs> at this time period, would be hilarious. So, Hal, yeah. it's embarrassing, but dick kick your ass last week. Can you so. take that shit off? <laughs> you don't have to do that and hold kryptonite at the same time. <laughs> dick Grayson can kill both Superman and Hal Jordan <laughs> just by holding kryptonite and standing still in a room. <laughs> That's the power of Dick. <laughs> I want to see Robin take down at Justice League now. Has that been done? <laughs> that sounds honestly incredible. Uh, we have a pitch. We need Let's, a, do it. Let's pitch it. We need a soundbite of Ben saying that's the power of Dick right now. That's the power <laughs> of Dick. <laughs> <laughs> we all know that. That's going to be the uh, the title of the story where Robin takes them down. It's the title of this episode <laughs> of this <Yeah>. podcast. <laughs> If we're no longer called superhero stuff, you should know. We're called thepowerofdick.com. Is that already yes. taken? It might be, actually. Oh, okay. It's not really something I put in the search bar every now and then. So <laughs> You haven't uh, you <laughs> haven't put that in before. <laughs> no, I have not. Okay. Uh, okay, so we start with five members of the Justice League, and they, they all encounter an individual Appalachian, and they all... You know, coincidentally, try to go up against this sixth Appalachian at the same time. And this one is a guy who uh, turns other, he's a wood monster, so he turns other people into wood. So he actually turns all of the Justice League members, the current Justice League members, into wood like trees. And so now they got to get out of it. So Aquaman is actually the first one to figure out that we need to work as a team. So Aquaman rubs his wood against Green Lantern's wood. Not like that. And <laughs> you set this up, didn't you? <laughs> Basically, that is literally what happens. He was rubbing his wood against I'm the other. I'm starting to think that those guys had a case. Well, <laughs> when they talked about, like, you know, homosexuality in comics. You know what I mean? Oh, Dr. Yes. Wortham, yeah. He's yeah. got some, uh, he's got some <laughs> ground to stay Batman and Robin literally sleeping together in the same goddamn bed <laughs> in some panels. <laughs> It's there's precedent to be set. Maybe Wortham was right. What happened to that? He was right in terms of there was a homosexual context. He was wrong in terms of that. That it's bad. A bad thing. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. That's yeah. let's clarify yeah. for the internet. Yeah. Please. Yes. yes. <laughs> Sorry uh, I brought it up. Yeah. So <laughs> basically each team member is going to try to free the other in some way in order to take down the Appalachian. So Aquaman breaks Green Lantern's sort of wood covering in order to free the finger uh, for his ring. So he can use his ring to restore Martian Manhunter. Uh, and Martian Manhunter can then use his super breath to push Flash into Wonder Woman 
so that she can get freed by Green Lantern's ring. Like, it's all this complex teamwork. I don't know how they were able to figure this out, but maybe because Martian Manhunter has telepathy that he can bring all of their minds together. Even to as Wood? Even as Wood, yeah. Yep. So He's just uh, as afraid of fire. As would, <laughs> as he is normally. <laughs> he's not the one afraid of what is the Green Lantern. It's Alan Scott Green Lantern, whose weakness uh, is wood. Afraidness is wood, but he's afraid of fire, though, right? Martian Manhunter's weakness yeah, is, is fire, right? Yes. So. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. is he, highly flammable, maybe? Is that part of it? Yeah, because it's, it's, they're like highly vulnerable on Mars to that. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, she reduces the... Wonder Woman uses her lasso to sort of reduce the Appalachian, the wooden Appalachian, and now they're free to go off against the seventh Appalachian, who is uh, a diamond one over in Greenland. So they're like, okay, we got to team up. So again, these are just the five members. So they're going to meet Superman and Batman who are fighting the seventh Appalachian. Now, conveniently, the seventh Appalachian has landed with kryptonite. So Superman's out of commission. And Batman's main contribution is to use his bat plane to move the kryptonite out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> and then Superman can destroy it. And I was like, really? That's the best you could think of for Batman? It's just like, That's hold on, Clark. <sighs> Boop. And then, like, all right, there you go. I've moved it. That set the precedent <laughs> for the end battle of Doomsday in Batman, yeah. in Batman versus Superman. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to jump around, and then when we're ready, I'm just going to, you know, shoot the kryptonite bomb into it. But Oh, uh, you got that, like, whip thing, right? Yeah. And uh, the, <laughs> the shield and stuff? Okay, Diana, gonna... you seem to have this covered. I think I'm just going to... Wait until Hang you have back. everything ready. I'm the master <laughs> strategist, and I think that I'm going to just sit over here. <laughs> so at the very end, Batman is actually the one who suggests, hey, maybe we, quote unquote, ought to form some kind of club or society. So he's actually the one. <laughs> some sort of league funny. or society. <laughs> some club <laughs> or society, yeah. And uh, Flash is the one who names it, quote, a league against evil that will, quote, uphold justice against whatever danger threatens it. So... Batman has the idea of them teaming up, which is interesting because he's known as the loner. Uh, and Flash is the one who comes up with kind of the idea of the Justice League title. So that's the original origin of the Justice League. Uh, and Zack Snyder kind of stays a little true to this because Batman still has the idea of forming the League. Superman is still one of the last recruited members um, since obviously he's dead when the League forms in the movie. <laughs> I doubt that that's going to change in the Zack Snyder version because that's where we left off in Batman versus Superman. And, uh, you know, it originally starts off with five members fighting before they're joined by, you know, others. Because in the Zack Snyder movie, it's Batman, Wonder Woman, Cyborg, Flash, and Aquaman before Superman joins in. So, somewhat true. What do you guys think of the original origin of the Justice League? Zach? Would you like me to go first? <laughs> mm -hmm. Go ahead, Um, Zach. I don't know. I have actually <laughs> seen that panel of them as trees before. Mm-hmm. But uh, the it runner. just sounds a little overly complicated. Like it's <laughs> it's whatever. I like to you know, I get that there's like seven of the elemental creatures yeah. for them to fight, so it mm -hmm. it makes sense that there has to be seven. But boy, it's uh, I don't know. I don't think I would have liked it to go back and read it now. I bet at the time, mm -hmm. if I was reading it for the first time, it would seem super exciting and you know just the best thing I'd ever read. But now that I'm hearing about it and you recounting it to me, not as exciting as I would have thought. I actually thought that the uh, that Starro was the original origin of their of the Justice League because that's like the first image I ever saw, and to me, I think that would be a little bit cooler that it's a a unified front against one kind of enemy rather than like right. these 
creatures from another planet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, well, I mean, I guess Star is from another planet too, but I don't know. Something about the elementals is not as interesting to me. There's a reason why we haven't seen the Appalachians a lot That's in right. the adaptations yet. <laughs> Andrew? I am reminded of Apple Jacks when I hear Apple X. <laughs> the cereal. That's the first Appalachians? Thing. Yeah, Appalachians. <laughs> Though them as well. Them too as well. Yeah. And um uh yeah, I thought Starro was first as well. I think that's kind of for some reason that's lingered in comic book circles. If you just watch the movies, you might not be super aware of that, but that seems like I've mm. never even, I've never even read that comic and I'm very aware of Starro for some reason. People talk right. about it a lot it seems like mm-hmm. um so uh it has some staying power so yeah i didn't know anything about the Appalachians. i do like them turning into wood then rubbing their wood together <laughs> <laughs> that's good um i mean it's 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 kind of silly but it, that's what that what comics were mainly at that time so mm-hmm. yeah i i like it overall i'm also surprised martian manhunter's been here since day one He's yep. been Justice League member since day one. I would have mm-hmm. figured he came along later in the time period. I forgot he was on that Starro cover. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's interesting. Do you know off the top of your head when Martian Manhunter was created? Uh, not off the top of my head, but I can look it up right now. He's uh, looking it up right now. If anything, Martian Manhunter is kind of, if you look across all the stuff we're going to cover today, he's kind of one of the mainstays of the Justice League to the point where he's the one in a lot of adaptations to be the one who recruits them. Okay. He didn't have uh, his own run for a while, though, right? He was in Detective Comics. Detective Comics 225 was his first appearance okay. in November 1955, according to what I'm reading 55. right now. 55, wow, okay. Yeah. yeah, so a good five years before he before the Justice League comes out, because Justice League comes out in 1960, but then 1962 is this story with the origin. So uh, it, I think also Justice League of America was an opportunity to showcase the non-Batman, the non-Superman superheroes, because that's why they don't really show up that much. And that's why it's cover. mostly... Yeah, they're not even, as you can see again, I'm pulling it up for the people watching on YouTube, but you don't even see Batman or Superman on here. It's all the other heroes. You got Martian Manhunter in the corner there. So, it's interesting. I think the other thing to bring up is the, I mean, this is sort of tangential to the whole thing, but the Flash redesign was the most drastic redesign from gold, Golden Age to Silver Age, right, in comics. This was probably, mm-hmm. you know how nerds generally hate it when things change. Right. And this was probably a sort of uproar at the time. And I just think that's interesting. But I think it's obviously a, a much a much it's better. Yeah, it's an upgrade for sure. I, mm-hmm. I oh, mean, yeah. the classic bowl on the head look is <laughs> classic. I, I sort of get it. Right. But, I mean, for a character that's supposed to be aerodynamic and running really fast and you got a, a, bowl, a salad bowl. Just how good Jay Garrick is. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's I'm able gl- to keep that on his head. I love it when they embrace the silly in the Flash TV show and he's he wears it for a while, right? Um, that actor. Um, uh, John Wesley Shipp. John Wesley Shipp mm-hmm. wear, actually wears that suit for a bit, right? Uh, yeah, and pretty much all of his, almost all of his appearances as Jay Garrick. I think that's some of the best parts of the show, even, is, is yeah. him as the Golden Age Flash. Yeah, I like I like it there, but I'm also glad that they, they, they changed it. I think the, the Flash, the red and yellow, obviously, is, is a lot The better. main Barry Allen suit. The main, the main Barry Allen one, the one after the mm-hmm. major redesign. And, yeah. and actually, Green Lantern was pretty drastic, too, I guess. So, mm-hmm. um, And, uh, yeah, that was also a, a good move, I think, yeah. overall. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
And uh, yeah, I guess that's it. I do like I like team up stories. I really yeah. do. I, mm-hmm. I I like seeing a team dynamic. Uh, I like an ensemble cast. Of course, I like you know solo as well. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I don't know if I like it more like every time. But I mean, look at how excited we get when a good Avengers movie comes out. You know what I mean? Uh, like when they or all the Justice team, League. Good Justice League, maybe at this mm-hmm. point. Um, we'll see. We haven't seen it yet as of this recording, so don't hate us on in the comments. Um, mm. So, so yeah, I, I, you know, it's fun. This is this is fun yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Combinations of powers. That's what's cool too. Like Superman punches a dude, and then Green Lantern catches him with a construct, yeah. and mm-hmm. you won't get that in a solo one, obviously. So, right to me, that kind of thing it can be very fun. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So. Uh, that was the original origin in 1962, and for about 15 years, that's what it was until we bring in our old friend, Steve Englehart. So we covered Steve Englehart in, uh, is Batman 89 a ripoff of Strange Apparitions, or is The Dark Knight a ripoff on Dark Detective? Uh, Steve Englehart originally wrote for Justice League before he did any of those Batman comics, and uh, he wrote an issue called Justice League number 144 called The Origin of the Justice League minus one. And it starts off with Green Arrow basically being like, you lied to me. That's not how the Justice League came together. So that was a hell of a thing. Uh, he was rewriting was, canon at that point. He was he kind was, of retconning a little bit. He was, but it was for a specific reason. So uh, keep in mind that uh, the Justice League is supposed to have come together in uh, 19, September 1959. Because, uh, again, the third anniversary is 1962, right? Uh, in the right. in the origin story. So mm-hmm. uh, because of the fact that their anniversary is in February 1962, it stands to reason that uh, they started out in February 1959, right? However, in comic book history, Hal Jordan's Green Lantern did not exist in February 1959. He didn't show up until September 1959. So oh, Englehart shit. was like... Well, instead of chalking this up to loose continuity, I'm going to write a whole ass issue just to explain this discrepancy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that I don't know if anybody noticed, but he noticed and is like, I'm going to rewrite the whole entire Justice League origin to explain how, how Jordan was there before he became Green Lantern. Okay. So I'm like, that's interesting. Uh, so it was Englehart. Artist was Dick Dillon. Ink by Frank McLaughlin. And coloring was done by Anthony Tolan, who I've brought up before because he's pretty much the main historian on the shadow and he provided a lot of information that i used for uh, his batman or ripoff of the shadow episode so check that out uh if you haven't already uh this origin is an upgrade from the appalachians and it's one that actually has influenced the adaptations today so Engelhart is actually the one responsible for this and i didn't even know that he had an involvement to this level on the justice league on the impact of the justice league because I, I always thought like just the batman stuff with the laughing fish and hugo strange stuff i didn't even think about the justice league but here we are uh so once again we start with martian manhunter uh now are you familiar with the origins kind of a, of martian manhunter either of you guys just just vaguely mm-hmm Andrew? It's from a Martian society, and then they were destroyed by the white Martians or something like that. That's really the basis of kind all of. I know. Yeah, so in this version, uh, the Martians have not been wiped out. However, the villains are still the white Martians, and I believe this is the first time that uh, they've ever been brought up. So Englehart sort of creates the white Martians in this. That's uh, cool. So Martian Manhunter shows up uh, on Earth, 
he's kind of accidentally teleported by a scientist. Uh, that's kind of his origin. He's accidentally teleported by a scientist, and that scientist dies of a heart attack upon seeing him uh, due to his weak heart and the shock of seeing you know an alien who looks like that. And uh, because of the fact that he's the only one who was able to operate this teleportation machine, John Jones is stuck on Earth. So he decides to sort of just assimilate himself until uh, you know his fellow Martians up in Mars are able to bring him back home. So he hides in secret as Detective John Jones until he finds out that the white Martians have arrived. Uh, and, you know, since he's a shapeshifter, they're a shapeshifter, it's a similar thing going on. Uh, but uh, Martian Manhunter at this point is, you know, with Superman's growing popularity, he is kind of considering to get out of hiding and be sort of a more out-of-the-shadows superhero, which kind of ties into, you know, our question about whether or not General Swanwick has been hiding this whole time as Martian Manhunter in the, in the Zack Snyder version. but They you know, generally have like a total watching. genocide by the white Martians, right or not? I think that, I think when shit got darker, that's when they said it was a genocide. At this point, they're kind of just like, oh, they're just enemies here. Okay. And there's uh, like a little, maybe a little bit, uh, I, I always made this connection. I don't know if anybody else did, but maybe, who knows, where, you know, they always say that there used to be water on Mars. There's the face on Mars. Do they have a civilization? You know, I think it ties in a little mm-hmm. bit to conspiracy theory slash some a little little bit of actual science as far as like Mars used to be um, right. inhabitable and shit like that. So uh, I don't know. Maybe that shit's kind of tied in because superhero yeah. superhero genre is always you know very close to basically a subsection of sci-fi science fiction. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, for here, the Flash encounters Martian Manhunter for the first time and all the white Martians, and he figures out that Martian Manhunter is, is you know, fighting against them. But human beings around them, who are generally, you know, like, what the hell is this? They think that, like, all the Martians are bad. And uh, Martian Manhunter ends up getting captured by the white Martians, but the Flash is like, we got to do something because it looks like there's a Martian invasion, and we have to help that good Martian. So he ends up recruiting people so because of Martian Manhunter the Flash the Barry Allen Flash is now recruiting people he first recruits Superman Batman and Robin but then they sort of have this general call to a whole bunch of heroes and there's a shit ton of them but the main ones for us to talk Mm -hmm. about uh, because they all split to different teams uh, is a team that features Batman Robin Aquaman Flash Wonder Woman you see where how things are coming together here it's basically all the you know future Justice League members Uh, except for this one exception Rex the Wonder Dog (laughs) joins them <laughs> <laughs> they, they do invent a new one and not not bring in crypto i mean no Come no no. On, rex man. the wonder dog is the precursor to crypto oh crypto's not even he, around yet crypto i mean or if crypto is around i think crypto is around actually because of the 70s so crypto was definitely around in the silver age however again he was busy Engelhart. <laughs> yeah he was busy uh Engelhart is working in the confines of 1959 as well as the fact that he's using uh, characters or popular characters at that time. So in the 50s, Rex the Wonder Dog was kind of like Crypto the Super Dog. He was a crime-fighting dog uh, and stuff, and he and his master would go off and fight crime. So is he related to Shazam, a.k.a. Captain Marvel, or is he related? Is he just his own thing? He's his own thing. Okay. All he's right. his own doggy. So okay. he's a good boy. He's a good boy. <laughs> he's a good boy. So uh, He's related to Scruff McGruff. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a giant crossover with Ace the Bad Hound, Scruff McGruff, Rex the Wonder Dog. It's going to be... That's the Justice League I want to wow, see. Wow, that sounds incredible. Bring in, the fra- <laughs> bring in the Fraggles from Fraggle Rock in that in there, too. So Yeah. They're not dogs. They, who gives a shit at this point? <laughs> <laughs> it's all about those multiverses now. Yeah, who can, can we bring in another goddamn multiverse? It's in continuity. 
I feel like producers like 20 years ago, what the fuck is this shit? Now they're like, bring in a goddamn multiverse. We need all of them. You have a multiverse? Sold. Yeah. We need a multiverse in Eleven's nostrils and Stranger Things. Cin- cinematic Universe is yesterday's news. It's all about fucking multiverses. One How multiverse many here, and one multiverse here. I come by. <laughs> when you see Rex the Wonder Dog go up against Steppenwolf and Zack Snyder's Justice League, <laughs> yeah, no. that's all I want to see now. Tears his throat out. They're fucking He's up with that big ba- cameo. They're fucking up with that Batwheel shit too, dude. They need to do uh, the Super Pets thing, man. Come on. I think well, there are they are going to do that do as both, well. Both of them. All right. Well, there you go. <laughs> the Batmobile is going to drive alongside Ace the Bathound. I swear to God. Ace the Bathound's going to drive that Batwheel. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's going to chase after it for the tile. <laughs> so, anyway, and chase after gotta, the Bat Mailman. <laughs> Superman, Batman, Robin, Aquaman, Flash, Wonder Woman, and Rex the Wonder Dog, the most important member, uh, all go and meet a young pilot who encountered. You know who can help give them a lead on the Martians, and that pilot, of course, is Hal Jordan. So this is Hal Jordan before he becomes a Green Lantern. So that explains how Hal was sort of involved in all this before he even got the ring. And he tells them about like he he knows where the White Martians are and everything. And they all team up to go save Martian Manhunter from the White Martians. If you painted and some wood yellow, well, that would be like double kryptonite. <laughs> that would kill him. It would kill him straight I, up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it would kill him. He just can't use the ring against it. <laughs> To stake them through the heart. It's like a it's like, it's like a garlic, uh, you know, uh, basted cross. <laughs> it's double trouble. What's some holy water dripped onto yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Any of those sort of things. Put some silver stuff in the middle too. Yeah, there right. you go. Yeah, that's what I'm uh, talking about. So they saved Martian Manhunter because they were planning to ship Martian Manhunter into space and kill him that way. And they're gonna ship uh, a Martian into space. Well, okay, he doesn't breathe. He's not able to breathe it. Yeah, space he needs to br- version, at least breathe some yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. So they ought to say, hey, maybe we should form a league. And that's Superman who says it. And Batman's like, well, I'm not much of a joiner. So this is Englehart staying more true to the popular perception of Batman as opposed to in 1962 where they're just like, yeah, Batman was a team player now. Uh, but at yeah, this, right. <laughs> this point in 1977, post Dennis O'Neill and Neil Adams doing the Joker's Five Year Revenge and you know those classic stuff. You're not much of a joiner, but you put that wood on other person's wood back in the day. I know about that. <laughs> <laughs> Batman wasn't involved in that part. Oh, <laughs> that okay. Was Aquaman. I must be <laughs> crossing a stream somewhere in my brain. My brain. Just a uh, fan fiction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But they want Martian Manhunter to be part of this team. However, because of the hysteria around Martians right now, they decide, hey, like, if we're going to work together, we got to work together in the shadows for Martian Manhunter's sake, so that you know he's not part. That people don't group him into them. And then six months later, that's when the Appalachians hit. And then you have that story. So that's the revised version by Englehart on how the Justice League came together to save Martian Manhunter, plus you know introducing Hal Jordan before he became Green Lantern, and then the most important addition of all, Rex the Wonder Dog. So <laughs> yes, the most, most important right. one. Yes, that's <laughs> the good right. Boy. The good boy. <laughs> so, uh, oh, shit, what do you guys man. think of this new? This is the first time they ever revamped an origin for the Justice League. What do you think of this new version? It's much better. <laughs> yes, I think it's because uh, it already reminds me. I'm sure that uh, Justice League New Frontier took mm-hmm. some ideas from this. Yeah, that's my favorite version of their origin. So, mm-hmm. I can already see some of the elements from this story in that one. So. I like it better, and I like that it focuses on Martian Manhunter, uh, them 
coming together to help one of their own or like a, a new hero mm-hmm. to me is more interesting than Robin you know Hood. the the Appalachians coming down and <laughs> yeah. turning people to glass and wood and everybody's <laughs> got to fight their own person you know this is it, way more interesting to me and the fact that you have the origin of how Jordan's Green Lantern mm-hmm. also worked into the origin of the Justice League so yeah I like this one a lot better and um yeah those white Martians I don't know something about the white ones they're always doing something wrong dude always <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what it is He's <laughs> request for white Martian supremacy and stuff. And, uh, That's right. <laughs> they need some more melanin. Um, so, <laughs> um, yeah, it's not not as fun as Starro, but I'm um, you know they were getting more yeah. serious, and Batman's like a loner now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I guess they're they're li- they're getting to that '90s mm-hmm. darkness. I guess we're already headed that way. So uh, yeah, I like this too. Uh, you know, uh, we have it's combined with Green Lantern's origin you said kind of i mean it takes place before he gets the ring yeah. so that's that's the that's Englehart solving the discrepancy of hey how come this technically yeah, took right. place before he was even green lantern right 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 i i like that as well and mm-hmm. forgive me if i missed it but do they have do they fight any who are they fighting here in this issue the white martians oh that oh that's the one they're fighting okay yeah uh yeah it's good as far as i'm concerned yeah i don't know okay i think it's fine I like it. I, you know, it's definitely an improvement. Uh, I definitely really like Justice League: New Frontier, but unfortunately, Zach, it was kind of like, well, if I do that, I got to include like all these other Elseworlds uh, yeah. <laughs> into this. So we'll do a separate thing on that one. But that's that's uh, one of my favorites as well. Before we on move that, so. on, is there a kind of impetus, character-wise, for Superman to be like, hey, we should form a team? I like Superman being the one to do it. It's kind of out of character for Batman in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah. I, I like it better with Superman, and it, the main impetus is just the idea of how they were able to work together for the first time to save Martian Manhunter. So I think that's, I guess that's enough for Superman. Just like, I guess, in the previous version, the fact that they all worked together to take down the Appalachians is yeah, is enough right. for them. Okay, so, I got it. Uh, so that's the big thing. Obviously, the first major adaptation of the Justice League were the Super Friends. However, the Super Friends never really covered how they came together, so I can't even include them. I really wanted to, but I dug into it, and there was no episode <laughs> where they're just like, here's how the Super Friends formed. There was nothing like that. Aquaman just riding on some fucking dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, however, I did, I, there is something, there's some stuff that I need to note, though, before we uh, move on to the next comic origin, and is that... Um, a less popular or less well-known take on Super Friends uh, was its final like iteration, which was in the 80s. 1985 to 1986, they became a show called Galactic Guardians, the Superpowers Team. Have you guys oh seen this? Oh, my God. I feel like I maybe I've... May, I don't know much about it, no. But it sounds sort of familiar. Zach? I have not, but I like the name Galactic Guardians. Yeah. Sounds similar to something I know now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I wonder... Uh, this is important for two major reasons. The first one is that among the new team member team members they recruit to, you know, their Justice League is Cyborg. So this is actually oh, the first shit. time Cyborg becomes part of the Justice League. It was even though everyone's like that's the new fifty two type of thing, uh, it showed up like twenty years earlier in nineteen eighty five in Galactic Gardens, the superpowers team. Cyborg in this version, I believe this was the first adaptation of Cyborg, the first animated version, and he's voiced by Ghostbusters actor Ernie Hudson oh, as shit. Cyborg. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, Ernie Hudson would go on to take on a lot of other comic book roles. He was in The Crow. He was the voice of Lucius Fox, even in Batman Bad Blood. 
and uh, on Arrow, he plays the stepdad to John Diggle, and his name was General Roy Stewart, which I technically did not know Ernie Hudson was an Arrow. Holy yeah. shit! Yeah, he he was That's the cool. stepdad. Yeah, he was stepdad to Diggle, uh, and again, his name is General Stewart. He's John Diggle's stepdad, which continues to feed into the idea that John Diggle is the John Stewart Green Lantern of the Arrowverse, which they ended up paying off later. So. Uh, that was all to set that up. So that was the first thing. The second thing is that it was the first time they adapted Batman's origin. They had never, you'd never seen Batman's origin in any of the serials. It was only mentioned in the Adam West, epi- uh, you know, TV show in the '66. You never really saw it that much in Super Friends. This was the first time where you flat out saw the Waynes leaving the th- movie theater, like that. That image that we're all saying has been done to death. This was the first time they did that in Galactic Guardians. Screen. Galactic Guardians, the superpowers team, and the wow. man voicing Batman to narrate that was none other than Adam West himself. Oh, so shit, that's cool. Adam West was the Batman for Galactic Guardians, the superpowers team. I remember he in did the 80s, he was In the 80s, he was like going to car dealerships and shit, right? Like he had like a kind of a <laughs> rough go of it after. Right, but he was, st- he was still Batman uh, yeah, yeah, in, in the cartoons. Yeah. That's so awesome. That's awesome. He is, did, did that episode feature the scarecrow? It did. Is that yeah. Where, yeah. I think I have seen that that particular scene then. Yeah. But I've never seen the show other than that. Yeah. He even describes himself as like I became Batman, the man without fear, and I'm just like that's the Daredevil <laughs> thing. But like that's <laughs> <laughs> he's copying. They were me. stealing it. <laughs> um, they also did a Death of Superman uh, arc as well on Galactic Guardian Superpowers team, and. Uh, Okay, last note is that the writer on the episode The Fear, which is the one that covered Batman's origin, was none other than Alan Burnett, who went on to become, you know, one of the major uh, mm-hmm. contributors to the DC animated universe. So Were you able to watch these for your research? Uh they were on DC Universe. They were, but they're not they're not on they're HBO not Max. anymore. They're not on HBO Max yet. I'm hoping at some point they put all because like it was basically wow. under this big category of Super Friends, all I don't know, like 17 seasons. And if you go to the last season or two, it's Galactic Guardians, the Superpowers team. So uh, major underrated part of the DC history because of what I just talked about. It sounds of Cyborg cool. Forming the league and yeah, Adam West as Batman with the Justice League. So right. if you ever wanted to see Justice uh, like Adam West interact with Superman and Wonder Woman. Didn't happen in live action. Uh, I mean, closest we got was that fucking challenge of the superhero special, but that doesn't count. <laughs> uh, and, but uh, Superman and Wonder Woman specifically, uh, you got this with the cartoon. So uh, a nice little Easter egg. So check that out if you guys haven't seen that already for the audience. Um, in the 80s, of course, we've talked about this in past you know, evolution of character episodes, but we get the Crisis on Infinite Earths, which sort of reboots everything. And so we get a new continuity, which means we need a new retelling of Justice League post-Crisis Justice League. So we got that in 1988 in the issue Secret Origins number 32, uh, the secret origin of the Justice League all together now. It was co-written by Keith Giffen and Peter David. Uh, art by Eric Shanover, Shanauer, uh, colors by Gene D'Angelo, and someone named Gaspar did the letters. I've never heard of this person, but that's what it looks like. So just Gaspar, uh, just one name. Just Gaspar, yes. Gaspar. Gaspar. I'm a, yeah, maybe it's Gaspar. Who knows? It's, it's, it's probably a French name, maybe. Yes. Yes, we oui, we. Oui. So <laughs> for this, it is a retelling of the Appalachian story with a few twists. Uh, so Martian Manhunter still encounters the Stone Appalachian. Aquaman now encounters the Liquid Mercury one instead of the Glass one, which makes more sense if you think about it. He's the king of the seas, so that makes sense. Uh, there's no Wonder Woman in this. 
It's Black Canary instead. Oh, shit. So hmm. this is the beginning of a movement where they decided, hey, post-crisis, why don't we just use Justice League to showcase the characters who aren't as popular? So post-crisis, you don't see Superman, Batman, or Wonder Woman as part of the original League post-crisis. Obviously, this changes later on when they're just like, yeah, like this is too good of a story to not include Superman, Batman, or Wonder Woman in the right, Justice League. Right. But at this point, they're like, no, 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 we want to like focus on these people. So we got Black Canary using the Canary Cry on the Appalachians. And, you know, you've got her using the sonic scream instead of Wonder Woman's lasso and the whole, you know, everybody's turning to wood and has to work together, that type of stuff. She faced the glass people. The of course, yeah, the she's the one. Yeah, she faces the glass people, <laughs> okay. and obviously, you can figure out how she solves that one. Uh, <laughs> but that's that's a nice little twist. And then they go to Antarctica uh, to face off the seventh Appalachian. There's no Batman moving the Kryptonite <laughs> or anything here, but it is <laughs> Superman, and he's already taken care of it. And uh, he takes off before he even meets the rest of the Justice League because he's worried about how he left Lois waiting as Clark Kent. So they don't <laughs> oh even get my, to meet him. Oh my god! This, this is how I'm sure you'll figure the out the rest is. of the battle. Bye. <laughs> I mean, the battle's already done at this point. Oh, but, okay. Uh, yeah. So the members here then are uh, Flash, Aquaman, Green Lantern, Martian Manhunter, and Black Canary. Uh, and at the end, it's the Flash who proposes, hey, why don't we join together? And Black Canary's like, we could be like the Justice Society because her mom was part of the original Justice Society. Uh, Green Lantern's like, yeah, we can be the Justice Society too. And the Flash is like, I think... We should be our own thing. Let's call ourselves the Avengers. Dun, 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 <laughs> does he say dun, that dun, really, though? He does say the Avengers. And Black that's, Canary. So that's like, funny because that, that harkens back <laughs> to the Jeff Johns run, doesn't it? Oh, when he calls himself the Super Seven? Super Seven, yeah. At the end Kinda, of yeah. at the mm, end of the yeah. first trade paperback, of course. Yeah, yeah, yes. Uh, which we'll go into later. But yeah. He call, let's call ourselves the Avengers. Black Canary's like, eh, they're gonna confuse us for the other guys. You know, John Steed, Emma Peel, <laughs> that old British show. Yeah. So, is that what they say? That's, that's what they funny. say in the comics. That's yeah. pretty funny. This okay. is great. I I'm pretty sure this is Keith Giffen. I don't think this is Peter David, but I'm pretty sure this is Keith Giffen. because uh, he was better with the comedy, I think. And Martian Manor says that he likes the idea of having justice in the name, like just a society. And so Flash is the one to come up, just like in the original origin, to come up with the idea of them being called the Justice League. And Green Lantern's like, oh, this is awesome. Do you think anyone else will want to join? And that's the last line of dialogue in the, in the comic. So. No. That's cool. I like, I like that humor. That's good. That's so cool. Keith Kevin had brought that level of humor to the Justice League International comics, which is obviously a later iteration of it. I'm not going to get too much into that, but that's the one that introduced Maxwell Lord and all these other type of stuff. But for this specific redo of the Appalachian origin, it doesn't have the main trinity, but it does tell a pretty decent story, a pretty decent retelling. What do you guys think? Hmm. I definitely like it better than the original. It mm -hmm. uh, Using the Justice League title as a way to feature lesser-known heroes, I think is a really cool idea, and it reminds me a lot of Justice League Unlimited. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise you may not, your readers may not be drawn into those characters as much as the mainstay characters, but this is a way to kind of showcase them and maybe get them interested in reading more about them. So I like mm -hmm. that idea a lot. Other than Black Canary, what were the other ones that were they were focus, focusing basically, on? Basically, basically everyone else: Green Lantern, Aquaman, okay. oh, so uh, the Flash, Marshman. So it's basically everybody except the main Trinity and Black Canary is added in. Okay, I got that. Okay, yeah, I think it's cool. I pretty much agree with everything uh, 
everything Zach said. What was the other like major major change? Anything else other than like just that's the the shift to lesser known characters? Uh, I mean, yeah, pretty much like the, no Superman, Batman, or Wonder Woman in the story, except okay. for Superman taking care of the last Appalachian and then bailing. <laughs> oh, yeah, that part was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure nothing else will happen. <laughs> and he flies away. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was good. I mean, I don't, I don't have. I wish I had more commentary on this particular point. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I, I straight up don't right now. I think it okay. was, it's a good, it's a good evolution. It's good. Yeah, it's good. I mean, it's it's Batman Sub Zero. I mean, you know what I mean. It's <laughs> it was good. It's good. See you next time on Superhero Stuff. See, see you, you next time on that <laughs> wonderful commentary that we have on all this shit. <laughs> all right, our last uh, before the break is another post-crisis version of the Justice League origin that I'm going to nominate as the weirdest version. I like I like together. weird. I like weird. Yeah. Yeah. So, have you heard of the superhero Triumph? No. I have not. Not the, the insult, insult comic, comic dog. dog? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> he is a superhero. Is the he? Justice League is good for me to poop on. <laughs> He can join the other canine heroes, actually. <laughs> actually, yeah. This multiverse. I Crossover. actually want to see that. Not going to lie. I want to see Triumph in some comic face off against Rex the Wonder Dog. I want to see Triumph versus Scruff McGruff. <laughs> yeah. That sounds fucking Throw epic. Down. He, he's, he's like the the Wolverine, the like anti-hero of the group. <laughs> I, like, I like that. We, he insults look, everybody, but gets the job done. Internet, hear our cries. Please, somebody make this. If we don't do a sketch yeah. on this shit first, <laughs> so the, so, the writer, yeah. yeah, the writer Christopher Priest, uh, which is the, the rename of James Owsley, not the Christopher Priest who wrote the Prestige, but uh, the comic book writer Christopher Priest, aka James Owsley, wrote uh, in Justice League of America number ninety-two uh, that there is this idea that the superhero Triumph was the man who brought the Justice League together. He has the power to control the electromagnetic spectrum. And he finds out that uh, the Plasma Men, which are these alien invaders, are going to invade Earth. So he recruits Superman, Green Lantern, Flash, Aquaman, Martian Manhunter, and Black Canary. So basically the same group from before in post-crisis except with Superman. And he tries to basically boss them around in terms of how to handle the invasion. Uh, And he's pretty much to the point where he's willing to let some of the superheroes die if it means stopping the Plasma Men. Uh, so we've got pretty much a morally ambiguous Machiavellian Vellian type of character who ends up at the end being kind of like, I, never mind, I got to do this myself. And so how was he, this guy uh, let into the secret sanctuary? <laughs> you know, they're probably <laughs> probably wondering who let this guy yeah. in. <laughs> Why is he bossing us around? He's, he's the one who starts all of it <laughs> in this version. <laughs> Why so, do we join him in this shit? <laughs> so that's what they're wondering. They're all on headsets and he's like yelling at them. And so he decides <laughs> to solve it for himself and ends up in a time rift that erases him from the universe. So it's everybody for forgets Triumph, the insult <laughs> comic uh, superhero. Does Flash, <laughs> the Flash fuck up again? Like, no, oh, sorry, guys, him. I seem to have done some speed force shit again <laughs> that made er- everything the yeah. same, but Triumph is gone. I don't know. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, I don't know. No. Nobody remembers Triumph until the present-day storyline where he manages to find a way back during the zero-hour arc, and nobody remembers him, and he has to basically let them buy into the fact that he was the original founder of the Justice League, and he needs their help again. So, is that the current Justice League run you're saying right now? The current Justice League run in 1994. Oh, okay. I yes. got gotcha. you. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. 
So, uh, as I said, weirdest ass <laughs> Justice League. They're all brought together by a hero you've never even heard of. So wait, he's not even you, that much of a hero. You read these Triumph comics, then? Yes. I read so, this one Triumph comic just one. for Justice League. Yeah. So how? How was that overall, though? Was it pretty cool? He's a cool character. You'd like to bring him back? He seems like a decent character, but I'm just like, I feel like there's a reason why he's he has not been in a lot of different adaptations. <laughs> he's just not super impressive. They haven't uh, done the rewrite like they did with Crazy Quilts or whatever. Mm, was Scott Snyder quite. brought that Crazy Quilt? Kite Man. Yeah. Kite Man. Oh, Kite Man, yeah. Kite. For Tom King, yeah. Dude, that Kite Man is wonderful, man. Hell <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, I'm going to plug another show. I don't give up. I mean... Who are we to plug them anyway? But right. if you're out there, please check out that Harley Quinn. James Gunn on his Twitter was like, please give this yeah, show yeah. a third season. Uh, it's fucking excellent. And they are, yeah. It's oh, they great. are. They are. Okay, good. Yeah, they're doing okay. it. They're, they're uh, doing the voice acting right now. Oh, so wonderful. Now. So That's great. The recording. It's, it's rated R comedy. It's a comedic take, so uh, know that going in, but it fucking rules. Zach, have mm-hmm. you seen it? Yeah, I actually was on the second season. I need to finish it up. I uh, I was hesitant to start it, but then oh, when yeah. I did, I really liked it. It was uh, it was actually over Christmas break, so after the Wonder Woman eighty four disappointment, <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'm gonna watch Harley Quinn because it's up here on HBO Max. And uh, yeah, I really like it. You were it's, like, uh, I'll give women a chance. Yeah, <laughs> a Christmas miracle. <laughs> no, I I really enjoyed it. So um. Yep, it definitely has my stamp of approval as well. Nice. nice. Yeah, it's funny as awesome. hell. Okay. <laughs> nice. Uh, so, yeah, Triumph, uh, there's a reason why we haven't really seen him in New 52 or Rebirth. He's just not not a, you know, super memorable character, and I wouldn't rate this really among the Justice League origins that we're covering. But to be thorough, I had to bring him up. Uh, so, uh, in terms of adaptations, in 1997, there was a Justice League TV pilot. Uh, <laughs> but, like of Super Friends, the League had already come together. And uh, the less said about it, the better. I think we'll eventually do our own little <laughs> we'll, uh, deep dive into that one. But moving on. <laughs> moving on. Uh, that ends our 20th century part of the deep dive. After the break, we will tackle everything after the year 2000, starting with the DC Animated Universe Justice League show. So... Catch you after the break. We're the Spirit Hunters, and we're a show that treats Hunter Hunter and Yu Hakusho's author as the center of the universe. Some weeks we do linguistic analysis. So the Chinese meaning of this character is to smelt or refine, but so the changed meaning in Japanese it means to temper. Other times we get absolutely smashed. So we take one shot every time. Yusuke uses the ray gun. One hour later. This is the least coherent episode. Sarah, you're. I think your apartment is you can find out more about the Spirit Hunters right here on the Greenlit Podcast Network. A whole, A whole new, new world. world. <laughs> We're not harmonizing very well, Pizza. That's, That's where, where we'll be. That's where we'll be. A thrilling chase. For, for you, you and me. me. Oh, ah. man, so beautiful, man. I can't believe we did that. And we're at Westview already. Goddamn, you fly fast as shit, dude. We only finished half that song, goddamn. I told you it would be a quick ride. Now, Piers, everything seems to be strangely normal. I thought that this whole place would be going to hell, as the Americans say. Let's see what's going on here. Yeah, man. I thought that was one of them hex jobs going on and all that kind of a thing in a goddamn beehive or some shit. Now, hold on. 
Hold on a second, I see a, a figure in white coming towards us. Who the fuck is this? Greetings, welcome to Westview. I am the Vision. You're the Vision? I thought you were supposed to be red and shit. I thought so as well. I request elaboration. Well, he's supposed to be just like you, but red and green and maybe some yellow highlights and some shit like that. Never mind that. Where is my daughter? She already left, I'm afraid. Well, where the fuck did she go? I do not have that information. Look it up on your internet brain. I do not have that information. I request elaboration. Ah, uh, he's useless. I'm gonna throw him away. Are you familiar with the ship of Theseus? Fuck no, man. What the fuck is that? I'm just here asking where fucking somebody is. You're talking about some fucking Latin shit or some fucking shit. Never mind then. Goodbye. Well, Pito, this is a very surprising development. It's a fucking waste of time so far, man. Where the fuck is she? I get the strange feeling that people will be disappointed that we didn't show up. I mean, I, we're late to the party. I guess it was all the detours to Vegas and to get to the Burrito Palace. We really didn't need to go to Vegas or the Burrito Palace, if you think about it. Well, man, I was hungry as shit. And I wanted to steal something. <sighs> it's just that... I feel like many people were expecting somebody like me to show up. Maybe not you, but me. Oh man, don't be so hard on yourself. Why'd you think that? I mean, people, everybody just wants to somebody with a bucket on their head to show up? Yes, it's as if they want some completely random character to ruin the storyline that's already been pre-established. I think I smell what you're stepping in, big man. Uh, well, um, what are we gonna do now? The search continues for my daughter. Come along, Pito. Oh, hey, oh, oh, whoa, hold on there. Whoa there, Jimmy Woo, FBI, who are you? My name is Pito, and this here is Magneto. We've been trying to find the Scarlet Witch as well. Do you happen to know her? I would say so, she's my daughter. Yeah, man, she's his daughter. He deserves to know where she went. That doesn't match up with my records. Her parents were supposedly killed in Sokovia. Well, um, let's just say the Sokovian father is not her real father. I am. Yeah, man, not a real father. This is the real father right here. Well, I wish you showed up like five minutes ago. Could have maybe have taken her away or something. We were too late. Jimmy, you want to go get a burrito? You know, I am starving right now, guys. If uh, you don't mind paying, because uh, I think my wallet was taken by Hayward over there. But uh, sure. Oh, trust me. We have a lot of money. Yeah, man. Don't ask where we got it, all right? You look like you're the authorities. Yes, I believe the FBI on his jacket gives that away. Come along, Pito. I think a burrito is in store before we continue the search. I guess this epic saga continues now, don't it? Indeed it does. Hey, Jimmy, you know how to sing A Whole New World? Oh my god, I've been wanting to be asked that question for 30 years. <coughs> I can... <laughs> I can show you the Show you the world. Shining, Shining shimmering, shimmering, splendid. Magneto, this guy ain't too bad. Indeed, perhaps you should join our crew, though that might be a little tiring carrying both of you. Hey, don't worry, Jimmy, I got you a belt buckle. Nice, I've always wanted one of these. All right, everybody, if you like that sketch right there, we have that plus news, plus we're bringing back some opinion pieces and uh, review type stuff and all kinds of stuff in our $5 tier on Patreon. So just go to patreon.com slash superhero stuff pod. And if you become part of the $5 tier, you can see these 
new bonus episodes. Basically, consider it Superhouse DLC. Riddle me this, riddle me that. Who's afraid of the big black band? By the way, I've seen your mind, freak. Yours is the greatest riddle of all. Can you listen to superhero stuff you should know and still have a brain? We'll find out today. But first, let's meet our contestants, Ben Juan, Andrew Bush, and Zachary Jackson Brown. <laughs> and we are back, and Andrew is staring creepily into the camera Hi. as we discuss... <laughs> The 2000s and on, uh, the 21st century takes on the Justice League's origin. Before we go into it, though, I guess, are we agreed that is our favorite the White Martian one by Steve Englehart, or did you guys like uh, some of the newer stuff better? Starro, baby. Starro is not part of this. <laughs> He's not an origin story. His <laughs> origin for me. <laughs> Starro brought them all together, okay? Common threat. Yes. So points for Snyder. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Zach? Yes, I agree. Uh, the White Martian story so far is my favorite one. Okay, yeah. I, I would say so, too. I do prefer having the main trinity in the Justice League, so that's why I'm just like, eh, this is a nice retelling of the Appalachian, but, and I still put Rick it above the original Appalachian, but I'd still say the White Martian one is the top one. Uh, even if it does have, you know, random characters like Rex the Wonder Dog in it. Uh, and, yeah, funny enough, there is, I have yet to find an origin that says they come together because of Starro. Every single time that they fight Starro, the Justice League has already formed. Oh, uh, okay. So. All right. Oh, well. Way to uh, piss on my parade, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I can't argue with history. <laughs> These are the facts. <laughs> hey, plenty of people have argued with history. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, we have it all the time now, so don't, don't even worry about it. <laughs> all right. Well, what we have here is uh, the beginning of what's likely regarded as the greatest adaptation of the Justice League, which is the DC Animated Universe version of the Justice League, uh, brought to us in 2001, where the lineup, they mixed things up a little bit because they wanted to make it not look so much as Super Friends, as well as make the cast more diverse. So we still have Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, uh, Martian Manhunter, and The Flash. However, The Flash in this version is Wally West, not Barry Allen, because Barry Allen was dead at that point. Uh, and Instead of the Hal Jordan Green Lantern, it's the John Stewart Green Lantern bringing in an African American, uh, you know, character into it, and a second African American actor since an African American actor was already playing Martian Manhunter, uh, and then they brought in Hawkgirl, uh, voiced by Latina actress Maria Canales Barrera. So we have uh, a different lineup, and this was originally not going to be that lineup actually. So quick trivia, but there is a. Uh, it's not necessarily leaked because they, they sent it out, but the original reel, the pitch Justice League, had a very different lineup. So it still had Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, the John Stewart Green Lantern, though he looked a little different, um, Martian Manhunter, and Hawkgirl. But instead of The Flash, it was Impulse. Impulse is Bart Allen, the grandson of uh, The Flash, who wow. winds up in our time and stuff. So they wanted to have more young characters. So they had Impulse. Uh, the Tim Drake Robin was going to be part of it. He's in this reel. And uh, a female version of Cyborg was going to be part of this. So this is the okay. second time that Cyborg uh, is part of it, though 
didn't make it into the thing. It's just only in this reel that's part of it. Uh, obviously, the final product was a lot different. So in 2001, we get a three-part episode called Secret Origins. And this is stuff that I got, know that you guys have seen uh, already. But not to get too much into it. As you notice, it kind of some similarities to the previous one we had talked about. Martian Manhunter is still kind of the one who he's been held hostage in this version, kind of like in the Engelhart story. Uh, the villains are the villains who he previously encountered on Mars and are arriving on Earth next, kind of like the White Martian story, except they're called the Imperium. Uh, and it's because of Martian Manhunter that he telepathically sort of summons all the heroes and brings them together to fight the Imperium in this. And uh, the idea at the end is like, what would happen if the invaders ever return? So... Batman sets up the Watchtower, which is the big satellite headquarters that they have in space, and Superman brings everyone together that, you know, he can't work alone anymore. He needs their help to fight invasions in the future, and it's Superman who comes up with the name Justice League. So that is that adaptation. I know that a lot of our viewers are probably more familiar with it, and you guys are more familiar with this one. So any I saw, I saw that. On this one? Oh, go ahead. You go, Zach. You go. Oh, I actually just recently rewatched it a couple days ago, so... Yeah, I do really like this version. I do feel like it takes a little while to uh, to pick up. It's a little uh, slow. I, I like the last mm. part. You know, the third uh, arc is the best. And I do think that Wonder Woman as a character definitely grows throughout the series. She's mm. not my favorite in this first three episodes. She's yeah, kind she of... just um, shows up, yeah. Yeah, she's... Something about her, I just don't like her, like, uh, at this point... I will say that I do like the inclusion of Hawkgirl. I know this is weird, but I know other people have said it before that they have had crushes on cartoon characters, but I definitely had a thing for Hawkgirl <laughs> at the time in the series. What about Lola so, Bunny from Space Jam? Yeah, that, that too. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I do. And I just, it's like nice to have another female character yeah. in the league. Mm -hmm. And I like the John Stewart Green Lantern. I actually, as a, as a kid, was more familiar with him because of the series and I was with Hal Jordan. So I actually yeah. prefer the John Stewart Green Lantern um, overall. So yeah, I do really like this one a lot. I will say that the aliens, um, they don't really have much of a motive, I guess. Not that we yeah. know of. Mm -hmm. They just are kind of this- Invade Earth. Invader force for the team to, you know, to uh, combine against. But I do still really like it, of course, because it is in the, uh, DC animated universe to me it's mm -hmm. one of my favorites yep Andrew I didn't see this as a kid and by the way it came out in 2001 you said mm -hmm. so I was 17 alright so <laughs> I was yeah, about too cool for these I was about I was 12 <laughs> I mean I watch it I watch it now <laughs> being you know 36 at the time of this recording like but i i think i was like just gearing up for college at this point so i did not right. see it when it came out mm -hmm. and um i don't think i really knew much about it until years later to be honest with you mm -hmm. um just had college and and all that going on at the time so um during my man of steel phase i would i watched all of these a lot of the a lot of the times I was watching it on my phone while running on the treadmill at the gym. Mm. Whole or most ep lots of like maybe not a whole episode. I didn't run for thirty minutes. Well, maybe I did. I don't know. I can't remember. But mm. I remember watching a lot of the episodes that way, and then going home and watching the rest. But um, it's just like 
a Bruce Tim? Are they are they bad at anything? I mean, they're good at this team shit too. Like they're good at they're good at every fucking animated thing they try. It seems like mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing I don't like about it is the hook hand. I want my Aquaman to have both hands. Oh well, I mean he's not in this one, but yeah. Oh okay. I see what you mean. Okay yeah. Oh he's he's not part of the lineup. He's just kind of a guest star in a bunch of them. But like he he yeah, does get right. the hook hand. That's right. During that's this right. during the series, yeah. Hawk the hook girl, is badass. Hawk girl hooks up. You like the hook. <laughs> Hawk Girl hooks yeah. up with uh, Green Lantern eventually, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. And then there's some, like, kind of racy seconds of a scene. Well, they're like, it's it's like they're grunting or something, and they cut to, and they're, like, moving a, a, de- oh, yeah, yeah. a desk or some that, yeah. shit. Like, they they put in some, like, slightly <laughs> racy stuff in that cartoon, yeah. which is pretty funny. Zach, did you have the crush on Hawk Girl before or after she took the helmet off? Before. <laughs> you like the help? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, I mean, I think she was a attractive cartoon girl when she took it off too. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> as dude. far as that goes, that's awesome. <laughs> Just for the video part of this portion, I was fortunate enough to get uh, assigned, well, oh, get shit. signatures from Susan Eisenberg, who voiced Wonder Woman, and Maria Canals Barrera uh, for the Justice League back on. Uh, "Quote unquote Justice League Day" back in 2017, when everyone was celebrating the release of Justice League. Uh, feels right. like I'm in a time loop now because now we're doing this because we're excited for the release of Justice League. <laughs> right. So. so weird. And 2020 <laughs> fucked with everybody's sense of time as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's it's funny because uh, I was uh, I was at the LA premiere for the 2017 Justice League and then now they're saying like hey Wednesday night is the virtual red carpet for it. I'm just like I guess I'm going to be part of this again. So it's wow. such a weird. I'm like, it's technically kind. It's the same concept of the movie, but a different movie of the same movie. If that makes any sense. So I'm uh, again looking forward to it. Everybody who is watching this has already seen it. I'm guessing, but if you haven't, then uh, you know we obviously have our own episode coming up for covering that. Anyway, it's gonna feel uh, like a totally different movie, dude. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, we're yeah. getting no Whedon footage, uh, and then extra footage. It's I mean, no mustache. No mustache. No CG face. No CG, no C- no CG face, yeah. Yeah, anyway. <clears throat> no, something's definitely bleeding. So, <laughs> oh. we have... Uh, what we get next is the first live-action origin of the Justice League. On Smallville. On Smallville, exactly. So, <laughs> 2007, we get the Justice Woo! League on Smallville. The writer is Stephen S. DeKnight, uh, who would go on to run Spartacus, Daredevil... Like he would do a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, he was both the writer and director of this episode called simply Justice. Back in uh, Smallville, every episode was just one word. So this episode ah. was clearly Justice, season six, episode 11. And we had a very unique lineup here for the Justice League. So the Justice League is not started by Clark Kent uh, in this because Clark was just not there uh, in his development and <laughs> in season six. <laughs> or ever, apparently. <laughs> never there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but That's another the main story. The main superhero who shows up, uh, who starts the Justice League, is Green Arrow. Justin Hartley played Green Arrow at this point, uh, the first live-action Green Arrow, and he recruits Aquaman, who's played by Alan Ritson, who now plays Hawk on Titans. Uh, So that's funny. You ever Uh, see that Aquaman CW show or whatever? uh, I haven't, but that has Justin Hartley as Aquaman. I have it on iTunes. I saw it as soon as it came out. (laughs) It was not great. What happened was Alan Rich Alan Richson shows up in Smallville as Aquaman, and they're like, "Hey, why don't we do an Aquam you know Smallville like series, but with Aquaman?" 
And they're like, okay, cool. For some reason, they don't use Alan Richardson, though. They cast actor Justin Hartley to play Aquaman for that specific thing called Mercy Reef. One with Ving, right? Ving Rhames. Oh, Ving Rhames, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't go through, but the Smallville team is like, hey, why don't we still bring Justin Hartley into Smallville? We already have Alan Richardson as Aquaman, so let's cast you, Justin, instead of Aquaman, your Green Arrow. So that's kind of how that came about, is uh, Justin Hartley went from being Aquaman to Green Arrow and working with the Smallville version of Aquaman in this. So uh, those are two of the members. We also get uh, the first live-action cyborg in Smallville. So uh, uh, the late actor Lee Thompson Young played Victor Stone and had an episode where he becomes cyborg in Smallville. And in that version, cyborg is the same age as Superman, which was weird at the time because everyone thought he was part of the Teen Titans. Uh, but oh, this again right, is right. the next instance of Cyborg being part of the Justice League uh, before the New 52. Uh, so we got Green Arrow, Aquaman, Cyborg, and we get a speedster, Impulse. So for whatever reason, okay. they couldn't use the Flash, but instead they could use Impulse. They could use Bart Allen instead. Uh, so all of these characters had previously guest starred on Smallville had met Clark in some ways and most of them get their superhero names in this movie as like not this movie this this TV episode uh, as their code name in uh, this team uh, no one really has a formal costume Green Arrow kind of has one but mostly everyone's in a hoodie so Green Arrow's right. kind of in a green hoodie <laughs> Aquaman's in an orange hoodie Cyborg's in a gray hoodie and uh, Impulse is in a you know a red hoodie Tom Welling's like you guys all hate costumes too right <laughs> uh, part of it is yeah, part guess. of this is the budget but keep in mind this is 2007 this is still at a time where like CW does not have the budget to do the flat out Arrowverse at this time and uh, it was kind of a weird period where we're still in the Nolan era where people are like okay bring superheroes but don't make them that superhero don't make them that comic booky. Uh, yeah, so we're on that nerdy. That's for the fucking nerd. Yeah, comic yeah. Book so <laughs> pieces of shit out there. <laughs> but also at the time, <laughs> at the time, this was the shit because this is the closest you could ever see a live action Justice League uh, outside of the failed 1997 pilot that nobody 2007, wanted to watch. 2007. So they're gearing up for Justice League Mortal then. Uh, this is before. This is like right before Justice League Mortal. But yeah, this is right. around the same time. Yeah. Uh, so the reason Green Arrow gathers these superheroes is because they're going after Lex Luthor, played by Michael Rosenblum. Lex Luthor is experimenting. Uh, I just on... have these arrows, and you guys have powers, so I'm just going <laughs> to gather you guys. I mean, it's <laughs> it's like Batman with the Justice League. Still. I, I mean, people say Green Arrow was on the show because they couldn't get Bruce Wayne on, so they had Green Arrow. All you know, Oliver Queen on the show kind of plays the same role that Bruce usually would in terms of being. Clark's non-powered billionaire playboy, darker than true, him, true. vigilante friend. He's got the him, arrow so. cave as well and all that, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so Green Arrow gathers all of them to go up against Lex Luthor because he's experimenting on people with you know super superpowers and abilities and trying to create an army of super freaks. So they're like, we got to stop this, and so they're systematically going around uh, Luthor Corp areas and destroying them. And at one point, Impulse gets captured, and so that's where. Clark comes in to help out this, you know, prototype Justice League. So he helps them out. He is not given this, the code name Superman or Superboy at this point. Uh, I think uh, Oliver calls him Boy Scout at one point and it gives him that code name. Um, but we have one other member who's part of the Justice League who is not part of any other version of the Justice League. And that is Clark's uh, tech friend, Chloe Sullivan, played by Allison Mack, most famously, infamously known for Nexium. 
Uh, yeah, but at this point, Allison, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she kind of becomes the oracle of the group in terms of being the, the hacker, uh, but she goes by the name Watchtower, which, okay. of course, is obviously hint at the Watchtower satellite headquarters. So she rounds out the team. We got Boy Scout, Green Arrow, Aquaman, Cyborg, Impulse, um, and uh, Watchtower. Roundabout, so, when did the Watchtower come out? In the 80s? How long were they at the Hall of Justice? And then the when did that transfer into Watchtower? Uh, the satellite? Yeah. Uh, it definitely feels like it's a uh, post-crisis thing uh, that was created. So pretty much, um, yeah, obviously Hall of Justice was the most famous because of the Super Friends. Uh, let's see. According to what I'm reading here, the Watchtower was created in the 90s. Oh, that's pretty late. 97. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. So just a few years before the Justice League uh, cartoon that we talked about just now, the DCAU. So Watchtower is relatively new in comparison okay. to everything else. They usually just had their own sanctuary, uh, and the idea of them being in space just wasn't on the table until 1997. Okay. Okay. So uh, at this point, they help blow up Lex's facilities. There's a huge hero shot of all of them walking and not looking at the explosion behind them. Again, Right now, it's like, okay, this is kind of lame. But back in 2007, remember, this is the shit because... You were hyped watching this when it came out. I actually don't think I saw this episode when it came out. I only heard about it. (laughs) Okay. It was at a point where I was just like, okay, I'm getting a little tired of this. Uh, No suit having motherfuckers. I didn't mind the no suit so much as just the fact that, like, it was getting just... You know, it was formulaic, and at that point, I was mainly in it for Lex. So, here... (laughs) Lex is the... It's the Lex (laughs) show at that point. (laughs) He was the most interesting (laughs) character to me. Uh, So at the end, they're like, what do you call your team? And Green Arrow is like, hey, something with the word justice in it is what he has in mind. So they don't formally call them the Justice League in the show. But it's clear that's what they're supposed to be. Most of the time, they're called Oliver's team or the League or the Watchtower Network because of Chloe Sullivan. Um, And uh, they're later, you know, they start recruiting other people. At one point, Black Canary joins, played by Elena Huffman. Uh, but they basically decide, hey, we're going to go to Corto Maltese next, a familiar name for those from Batman who remember right. Batman 89. And uh, they try to ask Clark to go on the next mission, but Clark uh, says no because he has to take out a lot of uh, people who escaped from the Phantom Zone right now. So uh, he's not ready for the JLA. So the Justice League goes on without Superman uh, or the future Superman. Uh, however, we would end up seeing them get the name Justice League in the spinoff comics. And Smallville had their own comics called Season 11, where you actually do get to see Tom Welling in the suit. Damn it. <laughs> only time. The only time you see him in the suit. Uh, and they're joined by uh, the show's version of Lena Luthor, who becomes Red Tornado. You get Zatanna in there. You get Booster Gold, because Booster Gold was in Smallville. And uh, you get season 11, you get comic book versions of the Smallville takes on Wonder Woman, the John Stewart Green Lantern, and of course, Batman himself, uh, who are, none of those characters are in the show, but they're given a Smallville twist in the spinoff comics. So I'd be interested in reading that simply because, you know, it actually deals with Superman. And right. That. But that is the first live action Justice League brought to you by the Superman prequel Smallville. What do you guys think? Boy, it sounds lame. i know i know you said that it's we have to view it in the context of early 2000s but damn them not having a costume sure does piss me off i don't i don't know what it is that i never saw it but i have Mm -hmm. seen pictures of them in hoodies and things like that and it's just oh i don't know that just seems really like 
I know what what you said. They did. They were trying to make it realistic, and as far as the budget goes, mm-hmm. not have the costumes. So, I guess at the time for what you got, it was pretty good. But mm-hmm. it's not something that I am even interested in visiting now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which is, I like the I like the first Smallville, the first few seasons of Smallville, but uh, I never really followed up with it after a co- after the. I guess the good parts of it. Mm-hmm. So, um, yep, it's a no for me. <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> no, sir. I don't like it. Andrew? Pretty much the same. I mean, so with the X-Men movie in 2000, we all make fun of mm-hmm. now because they had the yeah. black suits, but they at mm-hmm. least still had some fucking suits on. You know? Yeah. It was somewhat <laughs> in the realm of it. This has some fucking well, hoodies on. Looks like Power Rangers, but with hoodies on, different colored, you know, hoodies it's just not quite enough um even for the time man you know what season was this you know like six yeah by dude by like your third season start experimenting man you know Mm -hmm. get a little crazy with it bring in some suits in a superhero show uh you know it would have been groundbreaking at the time so it's just hard to forgive that that kind of thing and Mm -hmm. um you know what was the new character they they brought in again that was totally new Watchtower, Watchtower. Okay. Oh yeah, Watchtower, the one that's like um, Felicity. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, this is before Felicity. Felicity uh, before Felicity. Pretty much. Yeah. So Green Arrow also gets to get like with her in Smallville. <laughs> so, oh really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I mean that's cool. I like that they brought that in, but uh, you know ultimately it's like Zach said, not something I. I never saw Smallville actually. As much as I like Superman, mm-hmm. I I just. I don't know. I just, I just never could get into it. I've heard, I've got a lot of fans. I see uh, Superman subreddit. They mm-hmm. love it. I, I, you know, I recognize that. That was the first time I really noticed their fan, the fandom for Smallville, because I was always like, mm-hmm. mm, I don't know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even after during my Man of Steel, like super, really big Superman phase, mm-hmm. uh, I, I noticed on that re- subreddit that like they've got a lot of fans, well respected in the community. I'm not trying to shit on it too much, but it's just, I don't know, it's just not for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that was the Smallville take on Justice League. Let's go into other versions. So most of this section is going to be on adaptations. So the next one we're going to go into, apparently 2007, just 10 years before uh, the first release of the, the Justice League. Uh, 2007 was a big year for Justice Leagues because we got two more uh, takes on the Justice League origin. So one of those was in the animated series The Batman. Uh, it was a two-part episode called mm. The Joining, written by Jane Espenson and Doug Petrie. And it's kind of a Justice League origin. It's it's more of John Jones teaming up with Batman against uh, The Joining, which is a uh, you know species of alien invaders. But at the end, Martian Manhunter decides that, you know, since Batman has proven that he can work with a team, he decides to bring him up to a nice little location called the Watchtower, where he's already recruited the Hal Jordan, Green Lantern, Green Arrow, Hawkman and the Flash, and they want Batman to be the new member. And okay. Batman, Batman's was like, I was wondering when you were going to tell me about the satellite, and then suddenly you see all the screens light up with a bat insignia. Oh, on shit. It. He's been hacking them for months, and he's known about them for months. <laughs> so, uh, and then you reveal that the Watchtower is a mix of the Watchtower and the Hall of Justice because the satellite is a satellite, but at the top of it is the Hall of Justice building. So it's kind of a combination type of thing, which I really like. Okay. Uh, and then Batman in the next episode goes off to recruit Superman to be part of the league. And all of these members end up basically helping each other out and becoming the first true Justice League team together. 
in uh, the series finale, Lost Heroes, where they go up against uh, the Joining and Professor Hugo Strange. So, okay, uh, mm. not a lot of uh, stuff to it because it's kind of like we're at the tail end. But I thought it would at least bring that up in terms of like it's kind of a sort of an origin. We don't really get the stuff beforehand, but we get enough of it. Are there any like you know all the heroes have their own rogues gallery? Uh, is there a mm-hmm. rogues gallery for the Justice League? Like Starro might be actually considered that. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah, I would say so. Well, the White Martians are considered like there are okay. characters who are considered to be Justice League villains. Just yeah, that basically mainly show up in 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 Justice League runs. Right, and of course they end up threatening the heroes on an individual basis. But right, that's what yeah, happens in uh, Doom as well, huh? Justice League. I mean, Doom. that's that's the Legion of Doom, basically. Yeah. Right, right, right. Okay. Because those are their own individual villains coming together. The Legion of Doom, the Injustice League, you know, any of those types of stuff where the, the villains team up. So right. Uh, <clears throat> that's the the Batman version. Um, I don't know if you guys really have any thoughts on that it's just kind of I already like, like it better <laughs> than Smallville yes yeah it's <laughs> definitely it's, better yes it is it's Batman uh I, I really actually like the Batman show I know a lot of people don't mm-hmm. especially because of uh barefoot Joker with uh his dreadlocks but mm-hmm. I really like that show so I um I might have to watch that now actually I only remember watching the first two seasons so mm-hmm. I don't think I ever got to the point where he was seeing other superheroes so I might have to find it on the HBO Max. It's on, yeah, HBO it. Max. The final yeah. season is is basically. I think of it as like a precursor to the Brave and the Bold, where like mm-hmm. each episode is him with a different superhero. Like this is kind of the Batman had a lot of big shoes to fill because it was right after you know the DCAU and everybody was shitting on it for not being Batman the animated series. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like it's not trying to be Batman the animated series. It's trying to be the Batman. But unfortunately, it's. I think Batman fans have a tendency to shit on anything that isn't the DC animated universe and doesn't have Kevin Conroy as the voice of Batman. And I think that's really unfair uh, because of the fact that it there is, are definitely room. There's yeah. room for other versions uh, out there, and they have perfectly good stories. And in some cases, controversial opinion, I know, but in some cases they do it better in certain stories or certain villain stories. So interesting. Uh, it just it just uh, depends on what version you want to see. I've never seen that show. Actually, I'm gonna just say it right you now for the it. for the audience out there. I've seen what was the one with that Joker in it though that we saw, the Batman versus Dracula. Yeah, I saw that. That's the only thing I've seen from that mm-hmm. from that series. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. actually, that was that was pretty good. I remember. It's uh, on HBO Max. Oh, is it? Okay, yeah. So. Yep. Yeah, that's that's one I skipped. That was what year? 2011, you said. 2007? 2007. That's the year where they, as I said, the year where like everything was all Justice League. You got the Smallville one in 2007. You got this, and then you got the next one. I wasn't even in America then, man. No excuse. <laughs> all right. <laughs> no excuse. <laughs> uh, all right. Next one, and the last one of 2007, oh, and this shit. is the unmade Justice League script, Justice League Mortal from George Miller. So we're even covering. I made a small exception because I don't usually include these, but I feel like this is significant enough that we should include it. So Justice League Mortal was going to be, originally going to be the Justice League movie way before the end of the Dark Knight trilogy, before the Dark Knight even came out. Uh, it was directed, going to be directed by George Miller of Mad Max fame, also of Babe fame. If you remember the, <laughs> the movies of the talking <laughs> that is That is correct. Yeah. That's, that's crazy, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the writers were Kieran and Michelle Moroni, who are related to actor Dermot Moroni. But anyway... Uh, they wrote Justice League Mortal, which is partially based off of um, the Tower of Babel arc 
in Justice League where Batman's contingency plans get stolen by Ra's al Ghul. Uh, and partially based off the OMAC project where Batman's contingency gets plans get taken by Maxwell Lord. So they decided to combine them and have the villains be Maxwell Lord way before Pedro Pascal and uh, Talia instead of Ra's al Ghul since they had just done Liam Neeson's uh, Ra's al Ghul. So uh, the lineup for Justice League Mortal was kind of similar to the DCAU in the fact that they had the Jon Stewart uh, Green Lantern instead of Hal Jordan, probably because they didn't want uh, you know any connections to the um, <laughs> to the Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern uh, at that point. But uh, Aquaman uh, was a part of it, uh, unlike the DCAU. Uh, but we still had Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, uh, the Barry Allen Flash, and Martian Manhunter. Uh, so the cast was going to be um, everyone's favorite cannibal. Army Hammer as Batman. He went so long with being liked for so long. Like, I mean, I, I liked the guy too before this weirdness yeah. happened, yeah. so I don't yeah. know, man. Uh, actor DJ Katrona as Superman, which is an interesting choice. Uh, Australian model Megan Gale as Wonder Woman. Uh, Adam Brody as the Barry Allen Flash. Adam Brody would then turn on play the adult Freddie Freeman in the Shazam movie. Uh, Hugh Keys Byrne, the late Hugh Keys Byrne, who's known for playing Mortan Joe in Mad Max Fury Road, uh, was playing Martian Manhunter. Uh, let's see. Santiago Cabrera from the NBC show Heroes was Aquaman. Uh, Common as J- was Jon Stewart's Green Lantern before he had a beef with Joker. And then, <laughs> Common um, was in that? Oh, I think I remember hearing that. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Anton Yelchin, uh, the late Anton Yelchin, was Wally West. Uh, in wow. This. Yeah, so that was going to be the lineup. And uh, the villains were uh, Jay Baruchel as Maxwell Lord, which is a really weird choice. Uh, he's known for uh, Man Seeking Woman and um, was also in Tropic Thunder, I believe, and is the voice of Hiccup in uh, How to Train Your Dragon. The name and, is very uh, familiar. Yeah. Yeah. And then Teresa Palmer, uh, Australian actress Teresa Palmer, was cast as Talia Al Ghul, which again is also weird because she's very white and blonde, which is not how I picture Talia. Right, right, right. Would not be flying today. Uh, and then uh, rounding out the cast was Zoe Kazan as Iris Allen because Barry Allen was a huge part of this storyline. So uh, Did you say Army Hammer was Batman? Yeah. I think I remember hearing about yeah, that, actually. Back in 2007. So back in 2017, okay. after the release of the Justice League, we did our own deep dive into the uh, the Justice League Mortal script. So check that out if you want to dig into the archives for that. That's kind of the precursor to superhero stuff you should know because I also start talking about, like, you know, the Tom Mankiewicz Batman script at that point or the original Darren Aronofsky Year One script at that before we decided to do a full episode on that, like, two or three years later. Mm-hmm. So. So, anyway, in this version, Batman's contingency plans against these metahumans uh, leak out to Maxwell Lord and Talia. Uh, he's already devised these plans from just knowing the existence of these other metahumans. He has not met them yet. The Justice League has not formed. So, Maxwell Lord and Talia end up using those plans against the Justice League. And because they're under attack, the superheroes all kind of have to meet together to work together uh, to go up against this threat. And they meet at the Fortress of Solitude in order to do that. So the Fortress of Solitude is kind of the first uh, sort of headquarters for them. Anyway, they all work together to stop them. And then uh, they pretty much uh, decide to induct Batman in spite of what he did against them. And uh, against them in terms of having the contingency plans. And uh, they all go off against Starro at the end. <laughs> so they Starro's do have a Starro thing. Starro's immortal. 
He's at the. He's in the last shot. Yeah. Oh shit. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So, uh, again, I uh, I covered this in the 2017 deep dive. So check that out uh, if you haven't already. But uh, what do you think of this version where they've kind of come together because Batman sort of fucked them over on this? <laughs> um, I don't like the inclusion of Maxwell Lord as the main villain. Mm-hmm. I think he's been. I don't. I mean, I don't think he was like played badly in the movie, but he's been sullied for me now. I think I would have rather have it be like Vandal Savage or something like that. Um, yeah. As far as a main villain goes, or if they hadn't already used Ra's al Ghul, I think he would have been a more formidable villain. I think I like that just because it's not another alien invasion that brings them <laughs> right, together. Yeah. It's something different. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, I. I don't hate it. Obviously, it's just a concept, you know. It was never made, but um, mm-hmm. yeah. If if they change those villains around a little bit, I think it would make it even better. Mm-hmm. Andrew, that sounds good to me. I just think that I think that Nolan maybe because Nolan was the one that said no to this, right? Because they didn't want two Batman movies at once. Uh, that was kind of the that's often reported, or we'll probably find out more when they do that Justice League Mortal documentary from Ryan Reunicom. I think they sort of. I think they might have. Nolan maybe made the wrong decision here because George Miller, obviously a legendary director, uh, mm-hmm. especially, I mean, God damn, you know, we say, we say Zack Snyder's good at action. George mm-hmm. Miller's like a real OG at this, like mm-hmm. really incredible. So to have that with, with superheroes, like we would have probably seen shit we've never seen before. All the cast, of course they're, of course they're for it, but like there's been interviews with them since then. I think the, the guy that was playing flash, said that like mm-hmm. man it was an incredible script like they were all really about it you know they said it was mm-hmm. all, and you know so i think we really we really missed something there we missed something special with I mean, it was certainly better than justice league <laughs> probably yeah you've read the script right for this for mortal right yeah I yeah mean, and then we did the episode back in 2017 i can't remember fucking anything about that for some reason I'm clearly sorry. <laughs> i'm sorry but but okay <laughs> yes i'm not trying to be a jerk i just don't remember I don't remember us going into that in that detail for some reason. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I wish it was made. I wish this would have been made. Yeah. I really yeah. do. I think so. Uh, yeah, so it's pretty solid. We might do a revisit to Justice League Mortal in the future after, but I'm, I want to wait till after uh, Ryan Unicom finishes his documentary on Justice League Mortal because right. that's bound to actually show more stuff since that episode in 2017 and in the past year or so he's sort of teased different concept art he's shown army hammer's bat cave uh different bat suits that type of stuff we we don't know for sure what the bat suit looks like uh but uh there's some art that he said is pretty close to it so we'll just have to see when that documentary comes out and all a lot of those actors end up being in shazam right uh dj katrona was also in shazam as uh, the older, I forgot the character's name. Well, maybe we shouldn't uh, spoil that just yet. Well, it's sort of a spoiler, but yeah. I mean, it's been like, what, two years? Yeah, go <laughs> see it, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so, you probably can guess what yeah. happens anyway. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, if you're familiar with Shazam comics, you know that he's not the only one who can become older. Uh, by the so. way, people shit on DC all the time. I mean, not Snyder fans, but mm-hmm. so much DC hate. And but no one ever says anything about Shazam, and that movie is pretty fucking good. I think the only ones who do are the ones who are like hardcore. Anything that isn't dark DC is bad DC. Yeah, it's just like, dude, there's this movie's been there the whole time, just nobody fucking saw it. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, he had a padded suit. 
Who gives a fuck? Story's still good. Mm-hmm. Well, Did you see it, Zach? Speaking of, I have not. Oh no. man, come uh, on! Nobody saw. You were failing. Nobody you were saw. failing us, Zach. <laughs> Go see Shazam big... right now. I've never been a, ca- a big Captain Marvel fan. The only time I really liked him was in a uh, Kingdom, Kingdom Come, Come when he was, you know, shocking Superman with lightning by saying his name over and over again. I was like, oh, that was really cool. But yeah, you know, something about the trailers I just wasn't as as interested in it, but. I would give it a shot right now over Aquaman. It so. definitely doesn't start the way that you think when we you first didn't saw see it, Aquaman like, either. Nah. What? You gotta right. go see well, both of those right it now. It was nice. Like, it was nice having you on the podcast. We, we liked we liked having you here while it lasted. <laughs> I'll, I'll watch Shazam. I, I gotta warm up to Aquaman. I think it's the is he saying like all the stuff he says in Justice League all the time? Or My man. Like, it's a little. Yeehaw. He's like riding on stuff, and it's just it's, like surfer bro. It's, it's different. It's different. It's a little. Okay. It's got a little bit of that because Momoa, but it's a different director too. It's it's, it's James Wan's vision. Well, yeah, I Justice. like James yeah. Wan. So. so I mean, yeah. it's 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 a lot. It's probably better than the, that stuff. But I'm not going to say there's no broiness at all to it. Right. Uh, it, it, he has a little bit of that in there, but. Aquaman embraces the silliness. Like he's riding a yeah. fucking seahorse. Mm-hmm. It's a battle seahorse, yeah. but it like like they really, they really. Fu- Sorry to derail this entirely, <laughs> but they really fucking go for it. I think I'm biased as hell because I worked on that movie, but it's uh, okay. Just see Aquaman and Shazam. That's your homework. <laughs> your homework okay. for this week. <laughs> we won't talk about it in the next episode. We'll yeah, just, yeah. We'll just understand that you had seen it. <laughs> yeah, you got to see both of them, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I don't think Shazam is on HBO Max anymore. What the fuck? Really? Even they don't like it. <laughs> Even they don't like it. I don't know. It's like we saw it together, right, Ben? Yeah. It's yeah. pretty fucking good, right? Yeah, we all we liked it. Yeah. It was yeah, awesome. That's, that's weird that it's not up there. I thought all the DC movies were They up they there. took it off for some reason. But I mean it's bound to come hmm. back on. I mean come Boom. on. Yeah. Bring it back. Uh anyway, speaking of Shazam, however, he does play a role in the next one. So what we have is the new fifty two. In 2011, oh, yeah. and we were referencing this earlier, where uh, Jeff Johns comes in and teams up with Jim Lee to create Justice League Origin, the new 52 version of how the Justice League came together. Uh, Inker was Scott Williams, colorist Alex Sinclair, literary Patrick Bro- Brosso. Brosso? Anyway, uh, and this was later adapted into an animated movie called Justice League War with the screenwriter Keith Corson. So uh, this had the lineup of Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. Flash, Aquaman, Green Lantern, and Cyborg. So now Cyborg is part of the Justice League for the first time in comics uh, in in the beginning of their origin and stuff. He kind of replaces Martian Manhunter uh, right now as like the OG, one of the OG leaguers on it. Uh, The movie continuity, however, does something different. They don't have Aquaman as part of the lineup. They have Shazam instead of Aquaman in uh, Justice League War. They save Aquaman for their sequel movie, Throne of Atlantis. Uh, So uh, anyway, we will probably go more into depth into this specific Justice League origin slash Justice League War in a future Patreon where I want to compare the two of them. But uh, this is probably the most influential out of all the Justice League origins on the Zack Snyder Justice League because this one involves, we got Mother Boxes, we got Parademons, we got Darkseid, we got Cyborg, of course. Uh, on that and the fact that the alien invasion comes from apocalypse uh, on here and they are right. kind of have to work together and cyborg knows the mother boxes like all those elements that we saw 
in Justice League and will be seeing in the Zack Snyder Justice League stem from this, which is, again, kind of a shame that uh, Jeff Johns is reportedly, you know, one of the people who was anti-Snyder cut on this, considering how influential his stuff was on, on this take on the Justice League. Anyway, in this version, you've got uh, Batman getting mistaken for parademons uh, again. Nice. Similar thing to what happens in it uh, because they're both like winged creatures, quote unquote. And uh, Green Lantern and Batman meet first, and then they, you know, they gradually start encountering all the other people. At the same time, Cyborg has his own origin where he gets into the accident and his dad turns him into Cyborg with some of the technology that he developed due to the mother box. Cyborg joins them, and then they work together to go up against Darkseid and send him back to Apocalypse and save the Earth. And at the end, they're recognized by the president of the United States, and that's when uh, Flash proposes that they called the Super 7, which of course gets changed to the Justice League, and in the comic, not in the movie, uh, you cut to a shot of the Justice League fighting, of course, Starro the Conqueror. <laughs> so yes. uh, that is uh, the New 52 take on Justice League. I'm assuming you guys have read and or watched the movie on this. Yeah. This is the Jeff Johns Justice League? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen, I've I've read it and watched and watched it. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's good. I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't have right. much notes on that one. On to the next one. Then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I mean, there's not that there's not much good. to say. Super Super Seven part was funny and yeah. I mean, this is like Jeff Johns was what a little bit after Blackest Night, right? And like he's he was on fire at this point. It was afterwards, yeah, because I think that was post crisis. So this is New Fifty Two. Yeah, this is we're still feeling the. Uh, the Jeff Johns, uh, you know, magic at this time, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. So yeah, obviously this is influential on the Justice League that Zack Snyder does, that then gets redone by Joss Whedon that we got in 2017. So the next is what is called by fans the Justice League because it was basically redone by Joss Whedon. In fact, only like 30 minutes to an hour of Zack Snyder's original material was in uh, the movie, so it was basically butchered up, and half the movie was shot. Uh, I will say the big advantage to watching Justice League is that it's short uh, on it because of the <laughs> fact that uh, this is the first time where I've watched something to prep. It's the first time in a long time where I've watched something to prep for an episode and it's not over two hours. It's just flat two hours, not two and a half, not two hours and 45 minutes, uh, not three hours uh, and stuff. So if there's anything to appreciate, it's the length of time because I probably would not be able to take three hours of that. <laughs> anyway, the writing yeah. is credited to Chris Terrio and Joss Whedon, but let's be honest, like most of it was Joss Whedon butchering a lot of what Chris Terrio was writing. It still uh, says directed by Zack Snyder in the movie, right? Yeah, it does, which is weird. Right, but, that's uh, weird. Uh, it's weird in the sense that, uh, like, I don't know what arbitration the DGA would have to go through considering that, like, half of the movie, or at least half of the released movie in 2017 was not his. But I, Snyder's yes. on record saying that, you know, they wanted to... Because, again, back in 2016, 2017, they did not know that there was a possibility of a 2021 HBO Max four-hour Zack Snyder <laughs> Justice League. At this point, they're like, this is the only shot, this is the only way that this mo- people are going to see this movie. So they thought they owed it to the fans to just keep their names on there, even though Zack right. Snyder has never seen this cut of his own movie. Dude, so this just feels so shady to... yeah. Uh, you know, release a director from from a contractually bound job, mm-hmm. finish the Justice League, well, uh, because of using the loophole of his actual daughter committing suicide. Like, do you think mm-hmm. Zack Snyder was like, I'm going to quit? 
or do you think and look we, fans everybody, everybody out there for the internet this is speculation time we do not fucking know just to put that out to make it very clear for the internet but it's just like seems like they were just opportunistic and like oh seems as if your daughter has died perhaps we can use this loophole to you know bring in Avengers guy what perfect uh, timing for us Snyder is on record saying that he stepped away. He did because of the fact okay. that he that he basically felt that this was not the right time to deal with studio bullshit when he needed to be there for his family. I so, wonder if he's saying that, that he stepped away. This is the conspiracy theory brain. Is he saying that because of some he's told to, but then again, maybe not. I don't know. Told by told by who? This whole thing is a revolution. That's <laughs> at true. This point. That's like, true. That's true. That's I, true. I I think. You know, today, again, we have not seen the movie because it's not out yet, but we are already hearing good buzz, and no matter what happens, I think you have a weird comparison between a very studio corporate movie, which is the Justice League from 2017, and what we're getting this year, which is the artist's vision, right? And you're going to directly see the comparisons, unlike, say, in the past, where you're just like, hey, in the original script, this happened, but the studio said to cut it out. Mm-hmm. We're actually going to see another cut of that and you're going to see the main differences between something run by business people and something run by the actual creative people because you know the entertainment industry is not really run by the so-called hollywood elite of creatives it's run by business people who give you the money to allow you the creative person to put your vision on screen yeah and yet have the power to fuck with it if it's not what they want because they think that you know audiences won't buy a ticket for that thing i'm not saying that that is going to change because of justice league it's probably not it's a reality of the entertainment industry but i think audiences for the first time are going to see a very vital comparison between the business run versus the creative run and it does make you wonder how many crappy movies you've seen were started out as something that was completely different uh, this is this brings me back to what I was saying in the in the last last one where last episode mm-hmm. where it was like uh you have yeah the artist's vision like okay sometimes it just feels like good art is something you get used to too mm-hmm. like this kind of kind of how we're getting like we're you know Zack Snyder changed out changed a lot for Batman he kills people and all that stuff but at mm-hmm. least you get a very solid vision you know right. definitely with visuals but with kind of everything definitely a lot more testosterone than than what you see with marvel you know what i mean like ever yeah. since 300 especially it's just like this is testosterone film shit man if you need motivation to work out just watch 300 just watch and then go to the gym yeah go to the gym for that shit so so uh yeah i think that's very interesting just to, to see corporate to see a corporate version versus versus mm-hmm. artistic vision like we don't see that that much especially right. with these big tentpole movies what's his name uh chris evans says like i wish i could be complimented he said something like this i'm paraphrasing okay but he mm-hmm. said i wish i could be complimented on my acting as captain america but i didn't make any choices you know he's right he said some stuff like that and they say acting's all about choices that's one of these you know hollywood phrases or whatever and it's all about decisions and mm-hmm. he did you know it's it's I mean, we love these movies, but let's be honest. A lot of the times, the bigger the movie, the less uh, it's it's more made by a factory, kind of, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, it kind of loses a little bit of that personal feel. 
and uh, so and superhero movies have become the biggest tentpole franchises, biggest tentpoles for these studios that there is. So mm-hmm. it's amazing that we've gotten the quality that we have gotten. But in the case of like Joss's League, which is the worst, it's kind of good in a sense that it did come out in a way because now we see the the worst version of corporate shit. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, again, <laughs> right. it makes you wonder. Okay, how many other times has this happened without the benefit of seeing the original? You know, right, it does make right, you right. wonder that in that sense because it's just like where there's a huge difference between somebody who has a whole vision of you know multiple movies versus somebody who's just like, well, I think the audience is going to want this because they like a similar product which is the Avengers movie. So let's make it exactly yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, Have the yeah. same jokes where some guy falls on Wonder Woman's boobs instead of Mark Ruffalo falling on Scarlett Johansson's boobs in Age of Ultron. And, you know, call it a day. Apparently, according to Ray Fisher, Joss Whedon would accidentally call Wonder Woman Natasha, which is the Black Widow's uh, <laughs> character, because what? he was basically My treating God. this like an Avengers movie as his like way to redo Age of Ultron because he didn't like the reception that Age of Ultron got. This movie I'm was su- basically his way to redo all that. I'm surprised the camera didn't turn fucking upside down when they were arguing with each other at the end of the scene. Like that, <laughs> that was so much like Avengers. I was losing my yeah. mind. Like I, there was yeah. some. I mean, there was some things I liked about it. I guess we'll get into that eventually. But yeah, like Flash looking at Superman in horror as Superman is like looking back at him because he's never seen somebody. Uh, yeah. You know, he's ever experienced no, that. That part I, was hilarious. That's probably my I'm, favorite part of the whole Justice I'm League. I'm pretty sure we're going to see that in the Snyder Cut because Henry Cavill's face looks normal in that shot. Right? Yeah. So That scene's <laughs> hilarious, dude. I that love scene that. Is, yeah, the scene is amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the only, just, the only Justice League specific thing that I like is the use of the Danny Elfman Batman theme, and that really doesn't have anything to do with the movie. That's just more of just like, oh, I got to hear this theme for Batman on the big screen in a, something that's not what I'm used to seeing. So, but that's yeah, the producers the again thing. being like, okay, member berries, here you go. Yeah. Take yeah. That, Cause take I, that. I'm people <laughs> you know? who give, yeah, uh, I mean, I'll get, I'll <laughs> give, get in more into this when we do our, our Snyder cut uh, episode, but people give Danny Elfman a lot of shit for his score, but he pretty much did what they asked him to do. You know, right, like, right, I right. can't, I, you don't hire Danny Elfman to be on Zimmer. You'd hire Danny Elfman to be Danny Elfman. I, I can't really fault him for what he produced on that. You might not like it. You might not, you might, you know, prefer the Junkie XL score that's coming out. But, like, I, I don't put Elfman in the same category as, as Whedon or, or Jeff no. Johns at all because, like, the guy just came in to do his job to do some music and a story, got his check, and, and then left. Like, it's... Well, he like, came in during reshoots, right? He came in he came at the in bar- very end of pretty, it. Pretty much, and he was kind of rushed, it sounds like, from what it was told. Because, oh, definitely. You know, yeah. So that's why, he's, like, his theme isn't really super memorable either. But, I mean, it's, I can't... I don't listen to the the Danny Elfman score for Justice League and think like this is like shitty. I I just think like yeah, it's just not his best, and that's that's all it is. Yeah, he he just they didn't have enough time. He didn't have enough time. Yeah. That's why he puts in the old themes and shit too, because he, he was just like, well, oh, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, he he wanted. I mean, that is his Batman theme. So I can't. Mm-hmm. People were giving him shit about saying like, oh, like Batman's only had one theme. It's my theme, and I'm just like considering the fact that it is probably the best Batman theme. It is better than. Like okay, people are gonna right. rip you apart, but right, I do right, like right. it better than the Junkie XL Batman theme. Well, and Batman most people Superman. probably agree. The main thing, though, is that that's just not the theme you associate with Affleck. So it's <laughs> the one that you associate with Keaton or the animated series. So there is still a disconnect when you hear it for Affleck, as opposed to the theme you heard for Affleck in the previous movie. So 
there's something to be said about that but again i'm just like okay so elfman really likes his batman theme i'm just like okay like that's I'm not going to give him a lot of shit because I, I agree with him. I do think that his Batman theme is one of the greatest. Uh, the only one that tops it to me is Shirley Walker's for the animated series. So Right. I think everyone else that came afterwards is kind of in its shadow, but, you know, Batman's had a lot of great themes in general. So Yeah. Agreed. Anyway, back to Justice League. So No Justice controversy League, on that one, I guess. <laughs> in, back to Justice League. We got Batman and Wonder Woman recruiting uh, the Barry Allen Flash. Uh, Cyborg, Aquaman, and eventually a resurrected Superman comes and joins them. Snyder's Justice League is on record of including Martian Manhunter, and who knows if we're going to see anyone else. Uh, but the, what about uh, Nicholas Cage uh, Superman? Are we going to see him? Oh, I would love that dude. Yeah, me too. <laughs> At least in like a very quick flash through the Speed Force or something, man. Maybe in be, the Flash. It would be Maybe awesome. In the flash. Nicholas Cage's Superman meets Michael Keaton's Dude, Batman. That's all I want in this world yeah. at this point, bro. <laughs> I want to see those Speedos and Cage being an idiot on screen. <laughs> I mean, he was Superman in Teen Titans Go to the Movies. That's true. Wanted, that's true. We want to see him in the actual suit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> this uh, the, the general overview of how the Justice League comes together probably is not going to change for the Snyder Cut. But in general, Superman is dead and Steppenwolf has come down to invade Earth now that you know, the world is without hope. So Batman and Wonder Woman go to recruit everybody else. The only successful recruit is uh, the Flash until Cyborg arrives because Silas Stone, his father, was abducted. Aquaman decides to join them because the Atlantean's mother box was taken. And then uh, together they resurrect Superman and he ends up joining them in the final fight to stop the invasion. You think End they'll still have story. that bubble when they talk to each other in Atlantis and Justice League? That's a Snyder thing. That's a Snyder thing, yeah. You think you'll post Aquaman, you think he's keeping that? I think so because that's what he originally shot. No so bubble in Aquaman, that. Zach. There's no bubble in Aquaman. Well, also, Mara, I think Amber Heard has a different accent. Does she really? <laughs> I, I haven't seen Justice League since the, since the <laughs> theater, actually. So <laughs> so you'll, you'll see on Thursday, I guess, if, if you know, if, if that, is, that scene is still in there. And I think it is because Zack Snyder had the idea for the bubble. Do you uh, know what we're talking about, it's Zach? be there. I kind of remember it. Was it in Justice League? The Justice League? Yeah, it's in Justice League. Okay, then yes, I do remember that. Well, they got to form like, a bubble in order to talk. Yeah. <laughs> Which they, they, Juan tweeted back about this. He said, I hope Juan and Snyder are friends. I really do. But Juan did say, no, we're not doing that. Like he really, yeah. he was like yeah. adamant about not having that bubble. So oh, I thought that was pretty funny, man. Uh, in terms of specifically this being a reason for the Justice League to come together, aside from any Snyder versus Whedon stuff, because we definitely have a whole series coming on Snyder versus Whedon, just on the story idea of Superman's dead, now Batman has to bring the lead together, what do you think of that general idea? Mm, okay. if I Let me separate myself from any... Uh, Negative feelings. I Not as good as the White Mars. You hate that movie. You hate it. <laughs> it. It is like the one movie of Bat with Batman in it that I do not own. I couldn't bring myself to purchase it. Worse than Suicide Squad? I know there's not much yes. Batman in it. You think it's worse? No, I think Suicide Squad's worse. I just think I like wow. Batman and the way he's portrayed in Suicide Squad and the minimal minimal amount he's in. Better I would than agree with Justice that actually. League. Okay. I would agree with okay. That. Yeah. All right. I can so see no, that. I. Can I say that Suicide Squad is a piece of shit? Yes. But I like those scenes with Batman in it yeah. mm-hmm. better than I like the whole of Justice Something's League. definitely bleeding. Hashtag release oh, the air yeah. cut. Okay, so I got to separate myself from it and just think, is this a good reason <laughs> for them to join together? 
sure. I, if, they've, <laughs> if they've already done the yeah. death of Superman, which we talked about, I think was too early, then okay, if uh, you know one of Darkseid's minions is coming down to help uh, you know, invade Earth, it's an mm -hmm. alien invasion, so let's just go ahead and go with that. You're already going to draw some comparisons to the Avengers, but I think the absence of Superman is a perfectly acceptable reason to join together these other superhuman mm -hmm. beings to, you know, create a team. So, yeah, I think that the whole concept of why they come together is fine. Awesome. Some yeah. people don't like this because they say Batman's too much of a loner to make a team. Is that what they're saying? I mean, they may have said that in the past. I, the, I don't know specifically about the, in relation to Snyder's Justice League, but uh, it's, it's probably something that people have said. This movie's detractors. Okay. Um, I think it's fine because it, it goes along with Batman's practicality, sense of practicality as far as... And like, his arc, too, yeah. His arc, like, you, you know, if... if he doesn't want to do it, probably. He wouldn't do it normally, but mm -hmm. this this is a new kind of threat, and uh, it makes sense to me. It's fine. I mean, I don't have any problem with this whatsoever. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think it's cool. What's his name? Snyder said in an interview, Batman goes around seven samurai-ing everybody. <laughs> he used seven <laughs> samurai as a verb, uh, which yeah. I thought was kind of awkward, but... Uh, <laughs> but but yeah I don't you know this is I know I hated the V with and I like I wanted to be versus I, I know I seemed very mm -hmm. strict at, strict at that point but yeah I let this one go this is totally okay with me personally well he called it Justice League not Justice League V Dark Side or something so that's probably <laughs> that's why right 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 <laughs> yeah uh, okay we're gonna go into the final origin that we have and it is the CW Arrowverse in 2020 they're so, in that the whole team no kind of kind oh, with of the, kind at the of. end with fucking uh crisis kind of yeah so let's go a little bit into the teases here so just real short order overview back in 2012 they decided to do their own take on green arrow as a show they decided not to have it as a spin-off of the justin hartley green arrow from smallville but instead do their own take so in 2012 they started arrow with Stephen amell season two they decided what if we brought in Barry Allen and made this show a little bit more comic booky as opposed to more of a crime thriller. So Barry Allen guest starred, got struck by lightning, end of his arc, and then they spun it off into The Flash. And suddenly everything exploded from there because then you had all these spinoffs. You had Supergirl, you had The Legends of Tomorrow, Black Lightning, Batwoman, uh, everything sort of came from this. And so eventually you start seeing crossovers because they're all naturally connected. Uh, so uh, back in season one of The Flash, the computer Gideon from the future says that Barry Allen is the founding member of the Justice, and then she gets cut off. So they're kind of... I forgot easy. about that. I yeah. saw that. Yes. Yes, yeah. that's right. Uh, two seasons later, the they do the invasion arc from the comics where the Dominators come. So we get another in alien invasion, and the Flash decides to recruit a few superheroes he knows. So he already has the team of Vibe, Killer, Cross, uh, Killer Frost, sorry, uh, though she doesn't have her powers at this point, uh, along with Iris and one of the many Dr. Wells's. But he decides to recruit members from other shows. So from Arrow, you got Green Arrow, Speedy, Spartan, and Overwatch, who's Felicity. Uh, from Legends of Tomorrow, oh, yeah. you get White Canary, Firestorm, Heat Wave, The Atom, plus uh, Citizen Steel and Vixen. And then he goes to another Earth to recruit Melissa Benoist, Supergirl. 
And when he brings them all together, he puts them together in a Star Labs hangar that looks suspiciously like the Hall of Justice from Super Friends. Nice. So he brings them all together, and they defeat the Dominators, and that's the end of that crossover. But they don't, they're not, they are recognized by the president, kind of like in Justice League Origin, but they're not given a formal name. Uh, now, in this Earth, they did have a Justice Society of America, but they don't really rename them that. Just kind of the, the team that shows up whenever the Earth is in crisis. Uh, later on, when Flash's daughter from the future comes in, she says uh, she refers to, quote-unquote, the League uh, in talking about how they couldn't catch this one supervillain. So, again, more planting for the Justice League. But we don't really get uh, the actual one until we get to the Crisis on Infinite Earth storyline that the CW did in 2019 and 2020. In that version, Stephen Amell's Oliver Queen uh, basically kind of serves the role that Henry Cavill's Superman did, where it's created because of his sacrifice. He sacrifices himself twice as the Green Arrow and then later as the Spectre. Is he doing the salmon ladders as he uh, sacrifices himself? Yeah. No, he isn't. <laughs> <laughs> he was always doing that he shit, man. He's pretty covered up okay. at this point. <laughs> um, so... To memorialize him after the crisis, as well as prepare themselves for any future crisis that might happen, they all return to that Hall of Justice hangar to pay their respects to Oliver, and Barry reveals that he decides to use this as their headquarters, and to solidify that, he unveils a round table with all of the chairs around it, like in classic Justice League style. And so there's an honorary seat for Green Arrow, but there's also one for the Flash himself, obviously. There's one for Martian Manhunter. Uh, there's one for Batwoman, because Batman in this continuity is missing right now. Uh, White Canary has her own, uh, because she's the head of the Legends of Tomorrow. And uh, Supergirl has her own. Uh, Black Lightning has his own. And the last member, of course, is Tyler Hecklin's Superman. So uh, yep. Superman himself is in it. I Feel said, it? yeah, I agree. Oh, yeah. Hecklin. Yeah. His existence. Yeah. His existence as part of the, the Justice League. Because it'd be weird if Supergirl was part of the Justice League, but he wasn't. Uh, points however, points to Hecklin. <laughs> points to, a lot of points to Hecklin, yeah. Uh, but this is, funny enough, this is all before a lot of changes have happened. So Ruby Rose has left the role of Kate Kane, and Batwoman has been complaced, replaced by a completely different character, so who knows if she's ever going to join that Justice League. Uh, Supergirl and Black Lightning are on their final seasons. Again, who knows if they ever do a crossover, if they're just going to come back for those, or if we're ever going to see it again. But uh, very clearly they were trying to set up some sort of Justice League thing they have a great theme which i think is probably the best justice league related theme since the dcau uh that plays throughout crisis on infinite that's Earth. cool and they play it as this fanfare until uh they hear something break out of a cage and it's gleek the monkey from super friends what and so they play the super friends theme <laughs> before they reveal the hall of justice so they're kind of i would say if uh zack snyder's drawing off the new 52 justice league the arrowverse is kind of drawing off the nostalgia of the Super Friends type of stuff, but sort of pairing it towards their own shows. It wasn't so, Beppo? It wasn't Beppo, because Gleek was actually part of the Super Friends. Beppo was not part of the Super Friends. Well, Beppo should have been. He sh maybe he'll be there with our uh, he'll super, be super, <laughs> super Pets uh, show with Scruff <laughs> McGruff. And <laughs> Triumph. the insult comic. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want, man. Whenever we watch uh, Brave and the Bold, yeah. there's a yeah. episode with Superman, right? And there's a crypto part. Yeah. My wife yeah, loves the, the crypto yeah. part because she loves animals. I mean, most yeah. people like dogs, obviously, but some people like animals more than others. Mm. She's one of those people. And, like, yeah, she loved crypto, man. Like, I, I, like when I oh. saw her reaction, I was just like, God, there probably is, like, this whole audience of super pet 
you know, this whole this uh, they're sitting on a new, another universe. A kids universe should be very kiddy, but this mm-hmm. is a whole other pitch we could do, guys. I mean, they did do a super pet show at one point, but I don't know if it lasted very long. Okay, well, maybe they tried it. <laughs> maybe they'll try Failed. it again. Who knows? <laughs> that and Bat Wheels, man. When that Bat Wheels comes out, man. Mm-hmm. But anyway, this is their take on the Justice League, and I think it's based off of the members that they could, you know, that they are allowed to use. They're not allowed to use Batman. They're not allowed to use Wonder Woman. I don't think they're allowed to use Aquaman because of Jason Momoa. So basically, any other DC character who doesn't have a movie is in the Arrowverse right now as part of the Justice League. Your top three seasons for CW. Ever? Yeah. Um, Flash season one, number one, or no? Maybe Arrow season five is definitely up there because okay. for his fifth season, they definitely reinvented stuff and gave like an awesome villain and up the stakes, and you really had no idea. And they they almost destroyed Oliver uh, in that. Oh. So I, I would I, that would have to be number one for me. You're selling. So I say right. Arrow season five, Flash season one, Arrow season two. That would be my top. Okay, three. so no Supergirl. Uh, no, though I love John Cryer's Lex Luthor on Supergirl. Okay. All right. Just wondering. I haven't seen all I've seen I've seen the first few seasons of Flash but not not a whole lot else. Actually, I saw a little bit of Arrow as well first few seasons or so. And then we got Superman and Lois right now. Superman so. and Lois I'm watching right now, yes. Yeah. 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 So, who knows? Maybe that'll up the ranks, but uh yeah. the, we've only had like 3 episodes so far, so who knows. Mm-hmm. Uh any opinions on this version of the Justice League? It definitely sounds better than uh, the Smallville version. <laughs> Because they're probably wearing costumes. They are wearing I, costumes, yeah. Yeah, I have not seen it. I um, I really was into Arrow for a long time, mm. and then I really liked The Flash. By around like yeah. season three, I didn't like... A lot of the formulas kept getting reused yeah. over and over again, so I mm-hmm. kind of fell out of it. And I didn't mind Supergirl when I started to watch it, but I, I did not like... Um, Red Tornado's costume was a big... <laughs> let down for me i think the destruction of red tornado was better than anything yes. that red tornado did in that episode so so i kind of fell out of cw and i remember being kind of interested in legends of tomorrow but i couldn't get into that as much so i mm. might have to find if uh if this is uh, like crisis on infinite earth is somewhere available i would definitely watch it because wasn't Knox alexander Knox like in it he yeah. made a cameo yeah he's i remember in the beginning that of the first and one, uh, yeah. I think Burt Ward made a cameo as well, and I know he that does. Yeah. Kevin Conroy is in it, so I would definitely give it a watch. But I, yes, I'm going to give it more credit than Smallville already because I do like some costumes, of those versions. Yeah. Yes, yeah, and they have some costumes. of the versions of the characters are uh, are pretty good. So yeah, mm-hmm. it sounds fun to me. Sounds cool. Awesome, Andrew. Pretty much the same. Sounds much better than Smallville. That's probably the lowest bar, I guess. But. Uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, I want to listen to that theme now. I didn't know there was like a cool yeah. Justice I'll, League theme. I'll send it to you. They've only played it in that episode, but uh, when we unveiled the table, you play the theme, and I'm like, oh, I like this better than both Danny Elfman's and what I've heard so far of Junkie XL. Don't kill me, Internet. I've only heard the crew at War Power. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> and I haven't heard it in context, so maybe it works better in context, but in terms of like the type of themes I like. The one that they did for Crisis on Infinite Earths is really good. What about so. better? Is it better than the uh, Justice League United or whatever? The Unlimited? Unlimited. Um, Unlimited? Yeah. I mean, it's probably up there. I don't know if it's better than that. I probably prefer listening to it just because it's newer. Okay, I In guess. comparison to, like, you know, it's been 20 years of that theme from the original. That Justice was a League good cartoon. theme. That was a good one. I like, 
I like it better than I like the unlimited theme better than the original, the original? Justice League theme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They went mm-hmm. to widescreen too, right? This is at the time when everybody was going from four three TV to <laughs> widescreen. That mm-hmm. was the d- major difference between Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. I think. Well, one of the differences. I mean, giant cast and the theme as well was they they rocked it out with the electric guitar. Oh yeah, yeah, So, uh, yeah, no, that was great. Do you guys have a favorite of the origins that we covered for today? I think it's going to be that White Martian one because uh, <laughs> it's so close to New Frontier. Like I said, mm-hmm. that's still one of my favorites. I would, yeah, I would say I I even prefer that over um, the Justice League DC animated universe Secret Origins. I think I would still ah. like I would maybe prefer that one because, like I said, that's some of that is still pretty slow at the beginning and I'm not yeah, as, it is. not as big into Wonder Woman and I I like that it focuses on Martian Manhunter but in a different way where he is True. uh you know not just stuck on earth like held captive immediately that he actually is living mm-hmm. amongst humans and creates his own identity so yeah that's I think that's still going to be my favorite right now Nice Andrew other than the jokey answer of Starro, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, the Martian one is good, and I like the Jeff Johns one too. I think that one, yeah, oh, yeah. the New Fifty Two one might be up there for for me. Mm-hmm. Um, those designs are great. Is that Jim Lee doing those? That? Yeah, you teamed up with Jim Lee on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are great. So, yeah, I think that's uh, those are my top out of the ones we talked about. Yeah, I'd say I agree with those. I'd say that. Uh, I like the White Martian one. I like the um, uh, and I like the Justice League Origin one because it kind of pairs pretty much all the major. The only one who's missing out of that is Martian Manhunter, in my opinion. Right. If they just added him into that, it'd be even better. But like it sets up, you know, they're not fighting the Appalachians. They're fighting fucking Dark Side. <laughs> like you yeah, might as well start off with a bang. In the <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> so uh, yeah, so I'd say that one is is definitely up there as well. So. And that is it for the Justice League origin. So that is superhero stuff you should know. All right. So we're going to get into some of the fan comments. Uh, we've had uh, a lot more than we usually do between episode to episode lately. So uh, I try my best to sort of filter these out to the ones that we, uh, you know, might be corrections department stuff or might be stuff that uh, we really appreciate, especially if they're really well thought out comments. So apologies if you haven't made it. Uh, into the show yet but uh there's a lot of you guys to go through but we, d- we do read the comments uh so let's start off with michael blaine michael blaine does a bit of a corrections department saying uh, uh this is a rare thing <laughs> it says andrew was right about changing one line uh, <laughs> not so that I think- rare <laughs> <laughs> the, more I think often in than the fir- you think in the first part you said uh you wondered if there was some line about capes and stuff that was added or taken out of the theatrical cut or the ultimate edition of batman versus superman uh, from Batman. Um, in the theatrical cut, according to Michael, he says, Martha asks, who are you? And Batman responds, I'm a friend of your son's. She doesn't say anything about the cape in that one. So, thank you, Michael. Uh, yeah, for that. I remember there being something different about that. Yeah, slightly different. The, the warehouse scene is also slightly extended, because I think there's that shot where, uh, you know, he's down to the final guy, and he goes up to him, and it looks like he's going to really fuck him up, and then you just hear, you know, he just hits him, and then you hear a scream. So... That part's only in the Ultimate Edition. I don't think that's in the theatrical. 
Uh, let's see, we've been getting a lot of comments from Braxton Wages on our Batman vs. Superman episodes. Thank you, Braxton. Uh, one thing that I liked, uh, I mean, I liked a lot of your comments, but the one that's going to make it to this episode is uh, discussing the uh, capital bombing in Batman v Superman. He said, quote, What's interesting about the theatrical cut and the Ultimate Edition is the shot of Superman in the flames after the capital bombing. In the theatrical cut, the look he gives is a disgust of the worst of humanity. However, the context changes in the Ultimate Edition with the additional information the look on his face is shame. Uh, I think Braxton may be referring to the additional scene where uh, he's looking at the aftermath when he brings, um, you know, the survivors out, which is not in the theatrical version. So Braxton says, he fucked up, he let it happen, he hates himself, which is why he flies away after saving those people, because he didn't see the bomb, he took complete responsibility, and decided to die. It's a bummer, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's absolutely what Snyder's intention was for uh, that moment. Uh, last one is a long comment from Zencatcher on the Batman script from 82, uh, which we talked about, and I'd be interested to get your guys' opinions nice. on this one. Uh, he said, a bit late to the show. Uh, it's never too late for superhero stuff, you should know. Never too uh, late, bit, baby. <laughs> bit late to the show, but great work, guys. Your commentaries have been keeping me alive while I work from home. That's good to hear. Uh, I figured I'd have some fun and fan cast. I think he's fan casting the Sam Ham Batman script. So an alternate, uh, you know, cast to the Michael Keaton one, especially if we're going off the original Sam Ham draft. So for Bruce Wayne slash Michael, ba uh, slash Michael Keaton slash Batman, uh, he uh, has a different Michael in mind. Michael Bean, uh, best known for the Terminator, Aliens, and Tombstone, was recently seen in The Mandalorian for one episode. Uh, says, quote, had the good looks, not too imposing, but in shape build and could play dark, unhinged characters like his PTSD portrayal as recent Terminator, and it wasn't too big of a name. I will say that would have been really interesting to watch Tombstone in that context where he faces off against Val Kilmer if he was Batman as well. Uh, he said, I also read an article where he stated he was approached about the role. Uh, if you have a copy of that article, I'd definitely be interested to see that because I've never heard his name being connected to Batman before. Uh, he said, I originally went with Kurt Russell. He would have been 37 at the time of filming, and I know in the script Bruce is 32, but it's not that big of an age gap. He had good looks to draw, and obviously his turn in Escape from New York and the thing come off as very Batman-esque. Funny enough, I considered him too, and I was just like, who else would have been good at the time as an alternate if we had to do, you know, alternate castings? Um, the Joker, he put Tim Curry. He said this was tough. Thought about Defoe, Woods, even Clancy Brown. Sees performance as the Kurgan in Highlander, a very punk, anarchist-type Joker. But Curry had a sort of boyish, feminine look in his youth. See Rocky Horror and that evil grin. Funny he didn't get the role in the animated series because he was too evil, according to Bruce, Tim, and company. And I didn't consider him because of it. More a combo of his performances in Rocky Horror, Legend, and Clue. Uh, Vicky Vale, Kim Cattrall. Alfred, I actually like your pick of Patrick Stewart. Engage. Uh, he doesn't get to do much in the script, though. I like his scene where he pulls a gun on Dick Grayson because he thinks he's attacking Bruce. Maybe Ham would have expanded the role a bit. Commissioner Gordon, James Coburn. I like that. Harvey Dent, Raul Julia. That's not bad. I like that. Uh, a bit out of left field, but he could definitely pull off a suave, charming, handsome Harvey. Carl Grissom. Best M. Bison there ever was, bro. Oh, yeah, that too. Of course! <laughs> Ryle uh, Carl Julia. <laughs> Sad that was his last role, man. Yeah, really. But to me, it was Tuesday. Uh, Carl Grissom. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Lawrence you know. Tierney. Uh, Lawrence Tierney as Carl Grissom. Lawrence Tierney had played... Uh, Joe, you're not Mr. Purple, you're Mr. Pink Cabot from Reservoir Dogs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, uh, yeah. director yeah. either John Carpenter or John McTiernan. Honestly, not hiring Burton would have been better off in the long run. I don't know if I agree with that, but uh, 
Let's see, you'd still have Anton first art direction, so the visual look would remain. Fair point. Two points, though. I would have cut Robin out because he comes in too late into the narrative. I don't disagree. Uh, have Vicky pick up a gun after the Batwing crashes and go after Joker in the cathedral. Right after she's lost Knox, maybe have her flashback to Corto Maltese and it pushes her over the edge. Very interesting idea. Would have mm. definitely fleshed out Vicky Vale <laughs> a lot more than what we got in the movie. Um, don't have Joker unmask Bruce in that, like in that draft, and then die. I know the filmmakers weren't sure if they get a sequel, but Batman doesn't kill, despite how many times the movie gets it wrong. And uh, just have Vicky go to the cathedral. Joker gets the drop on her. Batman goes in, barely able to fight. Big Mexican standoff, and Batman manages to get the bats to swarm on Joker, a la year one. Big comment, but uh, I know you put a lot of thought into that, and we really appreciate your support. And uh, thanks a lot for listening and leaving that comment. Yeah, I always liked that they... I didn't know about the swarm of bats thing, and then when I read that script later, mm -hmm. I was like, oh, so they just reused that for the penguin in Batman Returns, and that... Pretty That's why much. he falls through that glass uh, ceiling yeah. in the Arctic world. I was like, they really like that idea. They really wanted to reuse it. So take out the villain with bats. Cool. He's called Batman, right? Just take out the villain with bats. Yeah, I mean that actually would have been really cool. I feel like then he would have been even more indirectly responsible for Joker's death. I always mm, thought Joker could have just like really got a good swing off that ladder and jumped back onto the ledge <laughs> while he was tied to that <laughs> gargoyle. So I don't know. <laughs> Chat Nicholson might be a little bit out of shape, but I feel like he could have done that. Bad, bad man's like, that That wasn't what I had in mind. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> uh, any thoughts on that, Andrew? Or shall we go to your social media stuff? Uh, I mean, Vicky Vale taking a gun up sounds like an awesome choice. You know, that, takes, Yeah, it, that definitely would flush her out. That would definitely, like, kind of remove the damsel in distress kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, she's literally using her feminine wiles trying to trying to get out of the Joker or trying to manipulate the Joker at the end, which I'm sure that has some basis in reality. I get it, but her taking a gun is cooler, you know, and yeah, it's something that Batman would not do, obviously. Mm -hmm. That too, yeah. In that could most be uh, iterations anyway. <laughs> but, but yeah, so I think that was like the, the coolest, uh, you know, addition that he put in there. Uh, I mean, I'm a big fan of Batman using bats all the time. The fucking Batman begins, you know, Back, back up, you know, back and it brings up, that's one of my favorite parts of fucking movie. Uh, so I don't know, I can have that in almost every Batman movie, just about, you know, I think it's, <laughs> yeah. I think it's awesome. So, uh, yeah, I think it's great. So, uh, social stuff now, yep, shout outs and what's yep. nots. All right, so thank you to our Patreon supporters, first and foremost. Shasta, Leom O, Super Inframan, Douglas P, Dan D, Aaron Willett, and then we'd like to thank. Our other supporters, Sparkageddon, SDCT Productions, Robert Schumann, Kookie Noms, Matt Herring, Elijah B., Shamrock Balls, Ian H., Walter the Wobot, and John Wells. Thanks, everybody. And then, mm -hmm. please join the Shasta Army. That's patreon.com slash superhero stuff pod. Shasta Army is the $1 tier. You get the shout out there. And then the $5 tier, you get a whole other show, everybody. Uh, deeper Dives every Friday, cancel anytime. And uh, a lot of great stuff happening over there, huh, Ben? Indeed, yes. <laughs> okay, um, Superhouse merch, superhero stuff you should know merch uh, at, at Redbubble, that's superhousepod.redbubble.com. And uh, we are on TeePublic as well. It's tpublic.com slash user slash superhousepodcast5000. And on Threadless, 
which is superherostuffpod.threadless.com. Please leave us a review on iTunes, and please uh, record us something. Uh, Zach's getting lonely out there with all the uh, great bumpers <laughs> he's doing. Uh, so, uh, yeah, and uh, Kooky's done some as well in the past. And uh, we had, uh, I don't know if I can say his name, but we had, we've had other people as well uh, on here. So, uh, yeah, uh, we'd like to you to join them and uh, use your voice recorder app, record us something, send that to superhousepodcast at gmail.com. You too can be on the show. And uh, I'm Thunderwolf Drew on Twitter, Instagram, and Thunderwolf Lives on, here's my cat, uh, on, <laughs> this is Peanut. He is, <laughs> he is with me. He's not on YouTube <laughs> yet. Well, I guess he will be now. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, anyway, where was I? Uh, super, uh, no, no, no. Thunderwolf Lives. Also, uh, check that out. Uh, it's my other uh, YouTube channel that I do uh, solo, basically. And it's more about my Japanese interests, Japanese language, uh, anime, j- uh, video games. That's a big one. And uh, stuff like that. So uh, please check that out. Thunderwolflives.com as well. You get to see some of my photos that I've taken at my work. Uh, stuff like that. All kinds of stuff. So anyway, uh, yeah, uh, Zach. You can follow me on Instagram, TikToks, YouTube at Zachary Jackson Brown Art. All the same name, all the same crap. <laughs> TikToking, baby. TikTok. That's right. Like I said last time, no dancing. No dancing. No just, dancing. just drawing. Just the Chinese government tracking your ass. <laughs> That's just right. Draws, That's how yes. I like it. Nah, dude, TikTok is addictive as fuck. God that damn, it's the most addictive app I've ever fucking used, I think. <laughs> uh, you can also find us on Twitter at SuperhousePod and uh, our Instagram, SuperheroStuffPod. Uh, my personal Instagram is BenJuanWriter. And then you can also follow my son's Instagram, my cat, Alfie PennyworthCat, is his Instagram name. He's an orange cat, just like Peanut, as you saw. Uh, and then my website is BenJuanWriter.com. And uh, my channel is probably in the link below where you can check out some excerpts from the show where uh, I pitch some of my own ideas, including one about rewriting the Justice League, which is probably only going to be probably not even relevant anymore now that Zack Snyder's original vision is out. But uh, for those who are interested (laughs) in uh, a 2018 lens for the rewrite, uh, that's what that episode is. So uh, check that out. For those of us who are part of the, for those of you guys who are part of the Patreon, for this week we'll probably go over the differences between Jeff Johns' Justice League Origin and Justice League War, the movie, into its own Patreon episode. And for next week, we are going to cover Zack Snyder's Justice League in our own thing. It won't be Snyder versus Critics, because it sounds like the critics are loving this one. This is going to be Justice League, Snyder versus Whedon. That's so, going to be epic, bro. I'm looking forward to that. Oh, shit. Pretty sure it's, I'm pretty sure we know who's going to win on that one. <laughs> Points of Snyder, baby. You never know. <laughs> this is, is going to be a real landslide on that one. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's going to be actual, actual landslide. The ultimate redemption da- round from the past. Pre- preview for everybody, but yeah. All right. Well, until then, catch you later. Thank you very much. Bye, y'all. See you later.